Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Good morning, Vietnam! I have you now. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Hello! My name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious... You're listening to the 30-something movie podcast. One movie each week, 30 years in the making. That's right. You are listening to the 30-something movie podcast. And this time around, I have... We actually just got done singing the song, Just the Two of Us. Kind of. Two of us. Just the two of us. Well, we talked... We did kind of talk through this. It was more of a monotone yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I actually used to make songs on GarageBand, uh, and my name was DJ Monotone. That's awesome. <laughs> I like it. Uh-huh. And one of the other teachers that used to teach here, uh, his name was DJ Tanner. And we would do songs back and forth. We'd do diss songs back and forth to each other. That's pretty fantastic. I need to see if I can find those sometime. We'll, uh, I will share those with you if I can. Uh, so anyway, I have with me, you may not recognize this voice because he's been out for most of the summer. I, you know what? I fell asleep when school let out mm-hmm. and I just woke up you the other day. just woke up. This, yeah. Congratulations on a nice long hibernation. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing you as the bears in uh, Muppets Take Manhattan when they're all in the cave together yeah. and, and Fozzie can't sleep. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's kind of how I'm picturing that's it. That's exactly it. <laughs> All right. So, well, Jeff is back with us. Jeff Mazuka. Hi, everyone. Welcome. 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 No, not sure. welcome. Well, they're ha- welcome. Happy that you're here. They're, well, happy they're, that they're I'm welcome, here. too. And you're welcome. We're all happy. You're, you're welcome that I'm here. <laughs> you're welcome. You don't even need to thank me. No. Just know you are welcome. You are welcome. Um, so we've got, uh, this is a little bit of a different episode. Our Well, our last couple ones have been a little different because we've done our Star Trek, uh, our 1987 Star Trek, The Next Generation shows. Broke that up in two different parts, and so this one... We're not uh, even looking back. No. We're looking to the future. To the future. The tw- in fact, we've skipped... We're not just a 30-something podcast. We're like the 30th century podcast at this point. I still look like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, all those amazing things. That's what I can't figure out. All those amazing things they have in the future. And there were still some overweight people on the Enterprise. You know, sometimes it's... I, I think it's all biological. Yeah. This isn't a choice I made. I think they would have like figured this. it out by then. I think that it's just in my genes. Yeah. I have nothing I can do about it. Yeah. That's my problem. I keep having to buy new genes. I think that's part of the problem. You know, now that I think about it, I don't want to know what's going on in your genes. Well, that's probably a good idea. <laughs> so anyway, this time around, we are we're going to be talking about San Diego Comic-Con and the D23 Disney Expo. Um <clears throat> <clears throat> because there were a ton of I, lots I, of good stuff. That, I don't that know came up. if you felt the same way I felt when I was watching some of those trailers. Giddy, uh huh, yeah, yes. Because I would watch one of them and I was like, "Oh, that's the most amazing thing I've ever seen." And then I would start the next one. And I was like, "No, wait a minute. <laughs> that, that now is the most amazing thing I've ever seen." Amazing thing. Mm-hmm. And it just got. I kind of by the time I got through three or four of them, I, I thought my head was just going to explode because it was all kinds of awesomeness. So we're going to talk a little bit about uh, D23 and about some of the trailers that we saw come out of Comic-Con uh, last week. It's, it's been a week away, I think, since Comic-Con. It was I, only last week, wasn't it? I, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know what time is anymore. 
Um, Where am I? I don't, I'm not sure. <clears throat> so, uh, so we're going to talk about those. Uh, just a couple of things very, very quickly. Um, since we're talking mostly about trailers and things like that, I don't really think we're going to spoil anything this time around because we've seen what you've seen. Yeah, there's nothing. So, you know, we're working with what we've seen on the trailers yeah. and that's about it. So, uh, so don't worry. I mean, we'll try not to spoil stuff for you, but um, so we'll be talking mostly about trailers and speculation on things and all that fun stuff. Uh, if you can, leave us a review on iTunes. If you're listening and you're enjoying the show, uh, go ahead and go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe. And then you can get you can get Jeff and Pat and Bo and and myself and sometimes this guy that hobbles in named Dennis. Uh, you can get all of us hot and fresh on your phone. If you want Dennis, you need to have food. You need to have food. But the rest of us are hot and fresh and on your phone if you subscribe. I'm hot and fresh no matter where. <laughs> So, uh, so you go ahead and subscribe to our show, whatever you're using, whether it's uh, Android, Apple, computer, whatever. Um, go to wherever you get your podcasts, and most likely we'll be there. We're on Google Play, iTunes, all those other different places. Uh, or you can go to our website and find all that stuff, too. It's at 30podcast.com. Nice. I, so, I, thank you. I haven't looked at it in a while, I, but I last do, time I looked at I it, do my it, best. it looked pretty neat. I do my best. Um, all right, so uh, the whole thing is new movie news, so I don't really think we need to go into like any new movie news right now because yeah, you know, I that's what we're here for. I can't think of anything outside of D23 mm-hmm. or Comic-Con that I want to immediately discuss. Mm-hmm. I know at one point I wanted, and I don't remember if I brought this up or not, but Daniel Day-Lewis has retired from acting. Oh, I did hear about that. And I wasn't aware that you know there needed to be such a formal declaration from Mm-hmm. Someone, I think but. we had a tiny, not on the show, but I think we had a tiny little discussion about that. And it's like, do you need to, Yeah. Like, if you're an actor, do you need to you know, announce that to the world that I've retired from acting? Or do you just quietly slip away? Right. And you pull like a, a Gene Hackman. You pull a Batman and you turn around and nobody's there. <laughs> Sean Connery. And, right. You know, the yeah, whole I don't know. I, and I don't know why, do they do that for their fans? Or do you think they do that so that casting directors and other people don't call them and be like, we want you to be in our movie? I mean, that... Is it a privacy thing, or is it a courtesy? I or a- I mean, I, th- I think it might be a um, leave me alone yeah. sort of thing to the studios, as it is so much to... Mm-hmm. Um, Letting your fans know. Yeah, fans know. Yeah. Yeah, I've kind of always wondered about that. I never really think too much about it, but I've always kind of wondered, you know... Well, when you okay, retire, though, you. are, are you going <laughs> to send out a, a, wide world, a worldwide when I announcement? When I Oh, absolutely. I'm going to tweet the whole thing out. Well, we probably won't have Twitter by then, but uh, I will think it to everyone in the world since we'll all have our computer brains hooked up and we'll all be synchronized together and we'll just be one giant hive mind. Is that what's going to happen? Probably. So you and I are going to share thoughts? Basically, we're going to be the Borg. Oh. How do you feel about that? I'm uncomfortable. Okay. Well, <laughs> you're not yet, but you will be. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till you see what he I was, have in store. <clears throat> he, was, he was thinking, what? Um... All right, so let's just go ahead. Let's just dive right on it. Oh, the one thing I will say is we are, I was going to pull this up really fast. We are only seven followers away from 800 on Twitter. That's amazing. There are almost 800 people that apparently think something we have to say is worthwhile. You know what? I think a good percentage is in it for the giveaways. Possibly. And the other 70% might be Russian hackers. But other than that. In which case... Privet. <laughs> How to show up. <clears throat> Maybe it's more than I know. <laughs> I only know French. 
Bonjour. Comment, <rire> comment ça va? Croissant. Ah oui. Les poissons. <rire> Baguette. How I love les poissons. Um, <rire> I love to chop and to serve little fish. All right. So okay. speaking of Disney, we can jump, jump right so on that one. So let's go D23. And for those of you that don't know, D23 Expo is an annual uh, event that Disney hosts in which they put out all of their upcoming movies, parks, resorts, any big Disney news comes out of D23. And since Disney owns everything now. Right. I mean, it. Uh, and I believe it was the weekend before Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. But they... Um, I've I've heard of D twenty three. I first heard of it a couple of years ago, and um, my wife said to me the other day, she goes, "Have you ever heard of D twenty three? Because my Facebook is just blowing up with people posting stuff mm-hmm. from it." I was like, "Yeah, I've known about it for a couple of years now." She'd never heard of it, but mm-hmm. she was very interested in a lot of the info that was coming out. I think the first time I heard was when they took over Star Wars. Then <clears throat> you started to hear things about uh, The Force Awakens, and I heard somebody post somewhere, said something about, well, maybe we're going to get a Force Awakens or a Rogue One announcement at D23. I was like, okay, well, first of all, what's D23? Because I, I know not. Right. <laughs> Share, please. Um, and then I started looking up and realized that that is the official Disney convention. So, I And I don't know... Do you know how long D23 has been going? Is it something that... Um, at, at first, well, I guess here's my other question, because I'm not knowledgeable on this. What does the 23 stand for? See, this is stuff that I don't know. Because at first, I was like, does that stand for, like, how many years they've done it? Will there be a D24 It's been next D23 time, for the last couple of years. So I don't know what the 23 stands for. Any of you uh, listeners, Feel free to uh, tweet at us or send us an email. Give us a call. Post on our Facebook page. Actually, or John, if you Google, I googled that for you. <laughs> what you find out on the Google? I have another friend that has a show, and he's got a little uh, a little thing that uh, whenever they do something like this, he has a little um, ringtone. What a minute, little jingle that goes, "Let me Google that for you." So this is our "Let me Google that for you" moment. Yes. Um, what you, what'd you learn? Stolen from another podcast. Um, D23, so I'll just read this to you. D23 is the official Disney fan club. This is straight from their website. Established on March 10th, 2009 as the first ever official club of its kind in the history of Walt Disney Company. Um, blah, 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 blah. Here it is. The D, of course, stands for Disney, and 23 represents 1923, the year that Walt Disney arrived in California and founded what was to ultimately become the Walt Disney Company. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. We're coming up on... 100 years of the Disney company. Mm-hmm. You think they're going to do anything special? <laughs> Disney, no. They like to keep things uh, no, simple. They, they don't want any money. They don't want any you know, publicity for anything. They, I mean, you know, they own everything anyway. Everything. So they well. own our entire lives and childhood. And You know, I, I once heard a comedian say, and I don't remember who it was, but he, uh, one of his jokes was that, in, you know, in the future, the world would be owned by one corporation called Mac Disney Soft. And as far as I can tell, he's sixty-six percent correct. Okay. <clears throat> Mac Apple is soft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe take out the Mac, put Apple in Mac, there. Mac Apple Amazon Disney soft. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but you know when uh, when you start looking at everything that Disney has mm-hmm. a, has has a, a grip on, it's they're mm-hmm. they're, they're pretty well established all throughout. Oh yeah. Okay. Let okay. me stop my so, search. I've, so I've been searching for. 
it from Comic-Con. And I okay. swear to God, something happened. Okay. I can't find anything about it, so I'm going to... I thought start. I remembered hearing something, but... I'm going to focus on our okay. notes for on our today's show. show. So, yeah. So, I, I mean, I on our document of notes here, I, I dropped in a couple of things that I had heard about D23. Um, I didn't. Sp- I spent more time, you know, paying attention to what was coming out of Comic Con and, and just a couple things from D twenty three because it was Star Wars related, uh, mm-hmm. which you know is is my forte. Um, but a couple things that I saw out of D twenty three, and if you've got others, then we can talk about those too because I'm sure there were plenty of other things that didn't even hit my radar. Um, the first one, of course, is the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge land that's coming. Uh, Galaxy's Edge is the name of the land that they are creating, the kind of the park within the parks. Uh, yeah, for so, the Star Wars land. So this is opening up in 2019. Mm-hmm. Early 2019 this, in this Disneyland. This is determining this is determining when my family goes to Disney for the first time. Yeah. Because it's so stinking ridiculously expensive. Agreed. We have said, okay, we're going to save up our money. We're going to go to Disney. We're going to do it right because as a kid, I think I only went once. And I think I think I've been to Disney World maybe 3 times in my life. Okay. So like I've averaged, you know, like one per decade because I'm only turning 30 in a couple of years. Um, Good for you. So, yeah. That's why. Um, so I, I've, I've told the kids, I'm like, we're going to go to Disney World. We're going to wait until you're just a tiny bit older so you can actually remember this and I'm not wasting my money. Um, and we need to save up our money for this because um, it's expensive. And when we go, we want to do it right. So I've kind of set that as a date for us. It's like, if we go, mm-hmm. I don't want to go and then have somebody be like, oh, did you know Star Wars Land is opening next year? <laughs> um Something that could have been brought to my attention yesterday. So, so I've told the kids, we're here, waiting until like 2019, 2020, and then we're going. To here's Disney. what I would suggest to you. Mm-hmm. Disney World mm-hmm. over Disneyland. Yes. And so Galaxy's Edge opens late 2019 mm-hmm. in Disney World. I'd wait until at least late 2020. That's because yeah, I think it's going to be anything to be learned be from um, Pandora. Mm-hmm. It's that uh, once the new land opens, it's going to be It's like standing, crazy. Room, standing room only for the next year or two. Because, um, I mean, there. so from what I read, there were lines to get in to Pandora. Mm-hmm. And then there were longer lines also to get onto the rides in Pandora. Mm-hmm. So you're waiting also in line just, just, even get just in. to get into yeah. the land. I can imagine that once the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge opens up, it's going to be absolutely crazy. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff I was reading on this was, you know, some of the different things you'll be able to do is um, there is a Star Destroyer hangar that you can go into, and, and there are you know, aliens and creatures and characters walking around just like you see at all the other Disney spots. and Interactive um, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Because they were saying that, um, so based on one of the attractions, I think it's the uh, Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah. If you, you can pilot the Millennium Falcon is the ride. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. If Pat, you, are you listening? <laughs> if you do well on that ride, you earn extra um, extra stuff. If you do poorly on that ride, and you know, given how they track everything on Disney, they once drop you have, in the spice have the magic castle. Band, they have bounty hunters oh. that... Um, if your name pops up somewhere mm-hmm. and there's a bounty hunter nearby, apparently some sort of interaction is going to take place oh. between you and the bounty hunter. They harass you. So, okay. I don't know how all that's going to work. Um, I'm assuming it's all going to work with the magic bands because that's how they do a lot of their tracking. How much will it cost to live 
in Star Wars land. Funny you bring that up because another announcement that came out, which was a little less talked about, was the Star Wars Resort. I, I saw some built, pictures. Yeah. In which it's a full immersive experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm talking about living full time, like forever. I'll look into that. Okay. I will let you know. I, I will be, I'd be very curious to know because um, every time I see pictures or descriptions of what this thing is going to look like, just. I've never considered leaving my family and going anywhere else, but (laughs) But, this this gives me pause. We'll put it that way. Um, And the fact that I can go have dinner in the cantina. mm -hmm. And that, I mean, when they first announced this, what was it, maybe a couple years ago or a year ago, Mm -hmm. whatever it was, that was one of the first things I remember seeing was there was some kind of a mock-up drawing of, this is what it could look like. The restaurants will look like the cantina. Like, No kidding. Really? <laughs> That's all I need. It right. could just be one restaurant and I would pay to get in and go and eat dinner in the cantina and yeah, I'm 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 cool with that. So what I So attractions, amusements. Yeah. So there's only two rides going mm-hmm. in as of right now, but if there's one thing Disney has in Florida in Orlando, it is a lot of land. Mm-hmm. So I would plan on seeing an expansion as more attractions and more movies come out. Mm-hmm. And tie-ins into this part of the uh, theme park. Yeah. What I haven't heard about was whether or not um, there was anything happening to the current Star Tours ride. Yeah. I don't know if they're planning on they, scrapping just, that. Well, didn't they just update it a year ago? Uh, I felt like they updated within the last it with couple some... years ago. They they okay. redid the. Uh, I thought maybe the I heard they updated it with some stuff from Force Awakens. And... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, I mean, it's, you know, you walk through the uh, Ewok village to get mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I just don't know if they're planning on keeping that now or if that's going to get scrapped. And, yeah. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't remember the layout of that, of that park. I don't think there's anything else over on that side. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was near the um, Indiana Jones stunt show, yeah. I believe, and I think that's going away too. So I don't know. I don't know what all is planned for mm-hmm. that for that ride, but yeah. hopefully it sticks around. Yeah. Speaking of the Indiana Jones stunt show, mm-hmm. and something I was going to bring up a little bit later, um, but we can still talk about the Star Wars stuff if we got anything else for that. Um, I know the great movie ride is going away, mm-hmm. and if you're saying the Indiana Jones one. Um, I had brought home a whole bunch of boxes of VHS tapes that had belonged to my dad, and uh, they were in storage somewhere, and I went to go digitize them, and there's an entire tape of our trip to Disney World when I was probably 10 years old, and my dad must have filmed every moment of every ride that we were on there. So I have, from beginning to end, I have the great movie ride. From beginning to end, I have the Muppet show that they did. Um, I have the entire Indiana Jones stunt show on video. And I'm watching this, I'm like, I totally remember all this. I love this stuff. And then I remember somebody putting up on Facebook, they're getting rid of the great movie ride? You're kidding. That's horrible. That sucks. I was like, And then I replied back, being the idiot that I am, I replied back and I'm like, oh, you know, if you're interested, I actually just have a whole bunch of video that I found that has it on there. And see, for a moment, I guess I forgot there's a thing called YouTube. And that That's new. a million other people have also posted up videos of the great movie ride. So I, I was trying to be helpful and realized I was being kind of dumb. But, oh, I did love that Indiana Jones 
So it was neat. Yeah, it was it was a good way to a, a good way to take a break after mm-hmm. walking through the park. And Hollywood Studios isn't that big of a property mm-hmm. in terms of the rest of their right the rest of their properties. So um, there's this, not as much walking. But does this change some of the stuff that they have done in the past? Now I've never been, but I know during some of the summer times they would do like Star Wars weekends. Have they said anything about if it's changing? Yet? I've never been to any of them. I just hear what. I, I have a couple of friends who live in Atlanta, and they go quite a bit. As far as I know, they're still planning on doing all that. If anything, okay. it's just going to be bigger and better. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to give a shout-out right now mm-hmm. to a uh, – first of all, to my uh, my buddy Andrew, Andrew Luswick. Thanks a lot, man. You got me uh, hooked on uh, Chip & Co., which is a page on Facebook. Chip & Company, I don't know how they do it, mm-hmm. but they are well-connected to information – and if you look at their Facebook page, all sorts of updates all the time of everything going on related to Disney. Okay. So shout out to Chip and Co. Shout out to Andrew. Um, everyone should check out their their Facebook page, especially if you're considering a trip to Disney. Yeah. See what's going on. I mean, they're they're talking about they have a schedule for what rides are going to be shut down when for maintenance, what restaurants oh, right. are going to be closed for refurbishments, um, new attraction dates. All sorts of stuff. Um, so yeah, Chip and Co. Check okay. them out. Definitely. I, mean, I, 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 I saw you had tweeted them earlier, so I, I followed, yeah, them, followed them on Twitter and checking out some of the stuff they had. Yeah, yeah all sorts of great stuff. Because that's what it feels like now. And again, it's been years since I've been to Disney World. It's probably been 10 years since I've been. It's been a couple months since I've been. Okay. It's been probably a decade since I've been there. And it just seems like... And, and the times that I went with family was I was young enough that my parents were taking care of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, they were taking care of the planning, the paying for everything. Because the last time I went as a kid was, I was probably 14, maybe. So I'm not paying for anything. I'm not planning anything, booking hotels, all that stuff. It just seems like now, we have several teachers in our district who I think make this a multiple times a year trip with mm-hmm. their families. And I've seen some of them with their spreadsheets, and they budget out everything. I want to take my family to Disney World at some point, but it just kind of seems like it's really intimidating. I mean, it seems like it's more complicated to go to Disney World than it would be to either buy a car or a house. That might be. Um, <laughs> now, the last couple times... And I've, you've bought a house more recently, so you would know. <laughs> the the last couple times I've gone to Disney, it was just my wife and I. Yeah. So it's a lot more easier to manage. You know, we're right. not... Because the last time I went, it was just it was just me with a group of teachers. We were in Orlando for a, okay. a conference. Yeah, and I mean, so we, I just had to worry about myself and... Yeah, we, you know, we don't, she and I don't buy into the meal plan mm-hmm. stuff. You know, we don't have to worry about souvenirs and, yeah. and all and all that stuff. Although, Disney makes it really easy mm-hmm. for, you know, so let's say you're, if you, you have to stay at a resort on the property. Mm-hmm. But if you do and you're shopping at one of the theme parks, now you got bags full of stuff mm-hmm. you don't want to carry around, you tell them what resort you're at. Oh, and they send it to your resort you. so you don't have to okay. carry it around. Okay. I mean, Disney will take care of you. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely take care of you as we yeah. But in terms of planning out, um, like I said, it's just been my wife and I mm-hmm. the last couple of times. This coming winter break, we may be doing a one-day larger family okay. thing. So my cousin-in-law and I have been uh, tasked with planning it all. Okay. Because she and I tend to be the... I don't want to see the experts, mm-hmm. but the ones that really have the know-how. Yeah, a more in the know. So 
that could be different because yeah. now we're talking <laughs> little kids mm-hmm. and grown, grown right. adults. All the logistics. Yeah. All, yeah. So I don't know. We'll be. Okay. All right. Well, after winter break, I'm going to have to ask you how that all went. Through. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. So Star Wars Land, Galaxy's Edge mm-hmm. opens early 2019 in Disneyland, late 2019 in, Dis- in the, at Hollywood Studios and Disney World. It's just the beginning. Mm-hmm. From what I can tell, I mean, you know, just like I said, Disney's got a lot of land down there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they're just going to keep filling it up the best way that they can. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine aesthetically, it's just going to get to be even more colorful than it has been in the past. Because you've got, I mean, currently you've got the seven, well, Rogue One, you've got the eight Star Wars movies to pull mm-hmm. from. But even in just seeing some of the previews for Last Jedi, it kind of looks like you're going to get to see a bigger piece of the galaxy. And you're going to see more aliens. You're going to see more. Look- it, well, the, Last Jedi. The, Last Jedi to me looks very colorful. It looks like we're going to see parts we've never seen before. Well, and that's which what then I think opens Edge that up. Is because yeah. you know there's supposed to be a tie-in to the movies as well. Yeah. So it looks like it. That gives them an opportunity to open that up and say, "This is a galaxy. Like there is so much stuff you've never even seen from Star Wars, and we're going to have mm-hmm. plenty of movies going forward in the future to show you bits and pieces of that galaxy, which then gives them the opportunity. I mean, it's genius marketing." Gives them the opportunity to say, cool, we showed you this stuff in Last Jedi. We're now adding some of that to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. We've now shown you this in Episode Nine. Guess what we're adding to yeah. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So, yeah. Um, and then, it, then it's one of those things where, like, if you are a repeat visitor to Disney World, you're going to get to see something new each time you go. It's, it's not going to be like, you know, I've been to Six Flags, and then I go to Six Flags again next year, and eh, it's exactly the same. <laughs> right. Or I, I went ten years ago. Doesn't seem to have changed very much. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of feels like they're setting themselves well, up, and it seems like Disney does that well. And what what I like is that they're adding amusements mm-hmm. because I mean that's been my because rides are tougher to change. <laughs> well, but that's been that that's been an issue that I, I've just had with going to Hollywood Studios, with going to Epcot, mm-hmm. with going to uh, Animal Kingdom is the amusements are minimal. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, I'm a ride guy. If I'm going to spend, you know, 100 to 120 bucks to walk into a theme park, I want to ride stuff. I don't mm-hmm. want to walk around the whole time. I don't want to sit and look at shows the whole time. Right. I want to I want a thrill ride. I want I want a slow pace ride. Like I want a lot of rides. Mm-hmm. And some of these other parks haven't had many rides. Yeah. But out of D23 this year, that's all changing. Mm-hmm. Um Toy Story Land Opening in in yeah. uh, 2018, okay. also at Hollywood Studios, um, features two amusement attractions: Slinky Dog Coaster and another one that's the uh, Space Alien theme. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea is that you shrink down to being toy size, so everything is going to be much larger than what you're used to seeing. Okay. You are a toy. So it'll be similar around. to the last time I was there as a kid. The first time I was there as a kid, we went to um, the honey, the honey, I shrunk the kids. Yeah, land. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be similar to that. Yeah. Um, but again, I mean, you you have this this great. Well, they have property. a giant. They have a giant claw game that can pick you up. I could only hope because my son's obsessed with claw games, so I can just see. I can see him wanting to find every claw game they will have in Toy Story Land. I can only hope. But okay. again, <laughs> lots of property. Mm-hmm. You know, plenty of space. Plenty of space to build on. Plenty of ideas. Um, because it, they have the uh, the Buzz Lightyear ride in Magic Kingdom. 
which is you're like inside a video game. Mm-hmm. And then there's one, um, Toy Story Mania, at, already existing at Hollywood Studios, which was a lot more, to me, just a bit more enjoyable than the one at Disney World. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, they have all these rides, or they're just going to keep adding as it goes. And when you have a property such as Toy Story and the entire Pixar universe, mm-hmm. the sky's the limit. I said that about the Claw game. I was reading, just real quick, on a Disney Parks blog, um, Alien Swirling Saucers will be a new attraction at Toy Story yeah. Land. It's designed as a toy play set that Andy got from Pizza Planet, inspired by the first Toy Story film. Aliens are flying around in their toy flying saucers trying to capture your rocket toy vehicle with the claw. So there we go. All right. Awesome. Um, oh, what else do I want to bring up here? So as, as you brought up, Great Movie Ride is closed. Mm-hmm. Last day for Great Movie Ride is August 13th. Okay. So it's closing like like, a few days. Yeah. About a week. Just a couple of days. Um, And this is going to be replaced with a new Mickey Mouse attraction, which is the first Mickey Mouse attraction. Mm -hmm. There's never been a a Mickey Mouse attraction before. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be, uh, you're going to be in a cartoon. In a, in a Mickey and Minnie cartoon, and it's about all I know. Okay, it's going to have the most hidden Mickey's out of anywhere and <clears throat> all the Disney properties around the world. Okay, um, yeah, I'm. You know, there's not much else being shared about um, about this new Mickey attraction. I'm a little bit bummed to see the great movie ride go. I, I was going to ask you about that because. Um... That was something that as soon as, when I first heard about this happening, the great movie ride going away and then the Mickey Minnie thing coming up, it was because I saw a whole bunch of people on Facebook that I know that are huge Disney fans. And they are, they are some of the people that will go four or five times a year to Disney World or Disneyland. And it was their first reaction was, oh my God, the great movie ride is going away. This is horrible. This is bad. It's the end of the world. So I don't know, and I know you're a Disney fan too, and you've been a few times. That is it. Is that something that's devastating to you? That are we? It's not devastating. Are we pushing away the history of cinema? Or well, and that that's that's more my take of okay. it. It's, it's it was a great celebration of cinema, mm-hmm. and that's going away. Yeah. Now we have to remember that when that park first opened, it was MGM Studios. Right. It wasn't a Disney theme well, it was park. The last time I was there, it was an MGM Studios park. And now it's Hollywood Studios, which means they can do a lot more. Yeah. Why they felt the need to get rid of Great Movie Ride, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was all as a movie fan, I really liked it. Yeah, um, and it's on, one—it's one of those slow rides that on a hot day, if you're done a, it was walking great, around, you take a break. It was a, do the was, Great Movie Ride. It was at least yeah. thirty minutes because yeah. they, they had a great film montage at the top and mm-hmm. bottom of the ride. Um, I, I, when I was digitizing that video from 1991, I—I I was. I actually stopped. I was working on other things while I was doing it. When that part came up at the end where you've got that montage of, of all the different film clips, and that's when I put down my pen. I stopped working. I was like, I'm just going to watch this for a little bit. Yeah. This is fantastic. And then you, and you've got the parts, too, where you had like the live, uh, or at least when last time I was there in 91, you had the, the real people were there interacting with people on the ride. Did they still do that? 
Uh, yeah, as much you had like a gangster and you had like your tour guide. Yeah, and, your tour guide got involved yeah. with uh, doing something with a gangster. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it was just animatronic right. scenes from classic movies. Yeah. So there was there were a couple uh, Wizard of Oz ones. Um, there was one that I loved from Casablanca. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the alien one with Ripley and the mm-hmm. alien. Yeah. So, I mean, just as a movie fan, I'm sad to see that go. Yeah. But progress is progress. Yeah. You know, I, I'm excited to see what they're what innovative new things are going to bring to that space and this mm-hmm. Mickey thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be phenomenal the way that they're describing it. So mm-hmm. we, uh, we will see. I don't have a, I don't have an opening for that ride yet, but I'm assuming maybe it'll be as early as next year. I mean, mm-hmm. if they're shutting down they're great movie rides fast, in, yeah. in a couple of weeks and I have a feeling, cause I know they've done some mock-ups in, uh, in an alternate space. Mm-hmm. So they definitely have a lot ready to, to go. Yeah. Um, other notable things that came out of D23 uh, in terms of theme parks. Tron is getting its own ride. I saw that. At yeah. the Magic Kingdom. Uh, it's going to be next to Space Mountain. Okay. Um, there's video of the Tron ride, I believe, from the Shanghai okay. Park on YouTube. Okay. So I watched that. I mean, you know, it's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an opening date for that either. Um, Disney California Adventure Park is going to be having a lot of focus from the MCU driving okay. it now. Yeah, and I ha- I actually had that thought a while back as these Marvel movies kept Why rolling out, doing more. Yeah, and they <laughs> have this theme, this Great America esque theme park mm-hmm. sitting there. Um. You know, not quite themed in mm-hmm. any particular way. Right. I had the thought, like, well, this is going to be a great opportunity to mm-hmm. do a Marvel park. Right. And it sounds like they're going to start incorporating a lot of the MCU okay. into that park. Because you could do, I feel like some of the pictures I saw were like a Guardians of the Galaxy themed area and mm-hmm. where you like it's maybe kind of similar to the Star Wars well, Galaxy's I, Edge in that you've got, you know, space and it's aliens and it's very so colorful. So I believe in and, Disneyland. They shut down the Tower of Terror okay. and rethemed it as a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. Oh, okay. Um, as far as I know, there's no plan to do that in Disney World. Okay. Um, but there is going to be a part of Epcot that's going to be redone as a Guardians of the Galaxy attraction. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, the theory being that Peter, as a young boy, once went to Epcot. Okay. I, I remember reading that somewhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. We'll see what that uh, we'll see what that will bring yeah. to the table. And then there's going to be a Ratatouille amusement built mm-hmm. next to the French Pavilion, yeah. in uh, <clears throat> where they in, will have actual live rats case. serving food. I could only hope. <laughs> um, but again, I mean that that speaks to something that I talked about a little bit uh, a little bit earlier. It's, you know, I want amusements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and my wife and I go back and forth. She loves Epcot. She loves it. It's her favorite park. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. I feel like I'm going to school. Right. Like, I don't want to go and learn things. Mm-hmm. I want to just ride something and not think about it. Right. So I'm I'm glad that they're starting to incorporate more rides into their other parks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we'll see how that goes. Another big announcement was the gondola system that's being built. So these will be um, multi-person passenger cars, kind of like... Anyone that goes to ski resorts will see, mm-hmm. you know, maybe up to 
eight or ten people in a gondola car and it takes you up the mountain. It looks like they're going to have a couple of these things going in and connecting to different um, resorts and I believe uh, to uh, the World Showcase entrance of Epcot. Okay. So, you know, again, they're just making it easier to, mm-hmm. to get around. They've got this new uh, mini van line that they have going in, in which it's minivans decked out to look like Minnie Mouse's dress. I, I was so just about to ask it's you. It's got, <laughs> got the polka dots. If, if they're stuff. not doing the play on words, then I'm disappointed. Um, yeah, here's a picture. Oh, I did see one of those. Yeah. And from what, I, uh, what I've read, it's, it's now available through the Lyft app. Okay. So if you use Lyft... You can uh, you can call one of these things, twenty dollars a ride, no matter where you're going. Okay. And let me tell you what, after a long day of walking around the park, twenty dollars is not a bad price. Might be worth it. Yeah. Um, last time we were there, my wife and I did the Magic Kingdom mm-hmm. in one day, fifteen hours straight. Yeah. <laughs> we would have loved a uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a personal a ride. <laughs> To come pick us up, get mm-hmm. us back to the resort as soon as possible mm-hmm. instead of waiting for the bus. The buses there are fantastic. Yeah. But, so, I mean, again, they're always thinking about how can they make the experience that much better right. for their guests. Um, anything else I want to mention about E23? Um, some, uh, some movie stuff that came out. Pixar has eight movies. In the works, um, the biggest ones being uh, Incredibles 2 mm-hmm. and Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Did you ever see Wreck-It Ralph? Yeah, yeah. I like it. Oh, I, yeah. I, I thought it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to see this one. And I believe this is the movie where they've reunited the voice actors of I don't know, eight or ten Disney princesses. Yes, from I, remember, I remember seeing that. Throughout their yeah. movie history. Yeah. So they're all going to reprise their voice in some way, which yeah. is kind of awesome. Yeah, never been done before in a yeah. Disney movie. So we will we will see what that uh, we'll see what that brings. Um, I think that's about all I have for D twenty three. And again, you know, shout out to uh, Chip and Co because their info keeps coming, and mm-hmm. you know. Up to date, all sorts of stuff. So keep keep it up, guys. I don't know how you do it. I don't want to know how you do it. I'm just, <laughs> just glad that just you as do. long as you still do just it. Just keep keep going with it because mm-hmm. it's awesome. Everyone should check out their uh, Facebook page. Yeah, especially if you're planning on going. Yeah, add that to my add that to my list of things that I like and follow. Then I can we'll take a look at that. Uh, all right. So do we want to switch gears and move on over to uh, go a little bit further further south in California? Go to go to San Diego. Let's. let's let's do that. All right. So San Diego Comic Con, the one place that I still have not been to and would love to go someday, when I've completely lost my mind and have become independently wealthy. Um, I I don't know. There's something there's something in my brain that says I would like to go to San Diego Comic Con at least once in my life. I don't know why because when I hear from people what it's like, you know, we, you and I have gone to C two E two, and I mean that's gotten bigger and bigger. I feel like over the last few years or so. Yeah, and there are times when that seems overwhelming, so I don't know. I don't know what San Diego Comic Con would be like. I want to go. <clears throat> I, I would be curious to go. I, mean, I want to go just, just once. once. Yeah, I, th- I think once is probably all I'd be able to handle. Right. But it just you and know, or afford. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, I mean, and then I hear horror stories of people like trying to get their hotels, and they're like, "Well, yeah, we got a hotel, but we had to sleep like twelve people to one room." Like, oh 
Oh, well, <laughs> that sounds lovely. Yeah, I mm. um, you get the refugee experience. Yeah, my, my buddy Tony and I have talked about doing a bro trip mm-hmm. every year. It comes around, so mm-hmm. we can you know, start talking about it in January, February. Yeah. It never happens because neither right. of us can afford to right. to go. Yeah, but just once, I, I, I'd mm-hmm. like to go, even if I'm just spending the entire time just walking around. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. I don't think I would wait in line to go to any of the panels. It would depend like on the that. panel. It would depend on the panel. But I, I mean, I, so what I hear, panel would you go to? Uh, that's a good question. Hmm. What in in your mind? What would be worth? Maybe a Star Maybe for? a Star Wars one. Okay. Yeah. Maybe a Star what Wars. What about one. like DC? <sighs> Not unless they get their act together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later, but. Um, like I'd, I'd go. Yeah, to, I probably Star Wars. I'd go to the Nerdist one. I think. Yeah, that one would be a lot of fun. It, you know, Star Wars or a Nerdist one would be good. Or if there was a particular actor, like an actor that I really liked, and I you know, mm-hmm. trying to think off the top of my head who that would even be right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, if there was one in particular, The Rock. Sure. Bill um, Kilmer. No, uh, he's busy mowing his lawn. He's not coming to San Diego Comic Con. Um, yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know. But I and see the panels are not. Even when I go to C two E two, I will make a list of the things that I want to go see. I don't. I've, I've almost never gone to any of the panels. And I have in my mind, I'm like, this year I'm going to panels. Mm-hmm. But then I have so much fun walking around and talk yeah. and talking to the artists that are in Artist well, Alley. And, and I think and, that you know that's where going to San Diego mm-hmm. would afford more of the opportunity to go to panels mm-hmm. because like C two E two end of the day when i feel like i'm done i'm just going home mm-hmm. san diego what else am i going to do right uh, maybe i'll go catch a padres game right but other than that you're, I mean, you're I, specifically I, there for that yeah. for the entire so week may and, as yeah. well yeah. you know i'll have a couple of days right so why not try to try to get to a panel yeah yeah um but yeah no, so I, at, at some point at least once I, I would like to go and and just experience that and say that i've done it and then just come back and live a quiet life mm-hmm. and, you know Die years later, happy. Um, so yeah, so there was a ton of stuff that came out movie wise, which is why we're doing this episode of the podcast. That's why it's its own episode. It was inundating the amount, the <laughs> it, amount of stuff. It that was came almost out this it year. was almost too much. Um, you know, the, as I'm going through, and and I can't believe I'm saying that, um, but going from a few years ago where you know a a superhero movie would come out and we'd be like, yay, we get to. We've never seen Iron Man before. We get to see Iron Man in a movie. And then somebody was like, you know, we're doing new Superman. Went, Yay, new Superman. You're going to get to see Ant-Man. Yay, I didn't think I'd ever see an Ant-Man movie. Yeah. And, and now it's at the point where, like, now it's just understood that we are going to have at least half a dozen to a dozen superhero movies, sci-fi movies, some kind of pop culture thing we love. It's a given that we're going to have that every year. And I, this Comic-Con in particular, any, I almost felt overwhelmed by the amount of trailers that all came out at once. Any worry that you think we're going to get oversaturated by it? No. Not for me. I, I've had other friends and other people that are like, yeah, too much. Too much superhero stuff. And I, I, I get that, maybe. But for me, I'm like, I, you can... I, I feel like I am well-versed enough in the comic book universes of... Marvel and DC and Image and Dark Horse and all these other companies, you could continue to bring movies and TV shows and all kinds of other stuff out. And I don't think, as long as you're doing it well, 
I don't think I'm ever going to get tired of it. So, no, not for me. I don't think I will ever feel... I, I wondered that with Star Wars. Once I heard that Disney was taking over Star Wars a few years ago, and mm-hmm. that for the anticipated future, there would be a Star Wars movie probably every year moving forward. I had some friends that were like, ah, then doesn't that kind of dilute the water a little bit? Uh, you know, it's but you know, it's not I, as special when they're coming out every year. But I'm like, well, you know what? If If they tell new stories... And the storytelling is good. Right. As long as the stories are good and the characters are worth investing in, then yeah. Yeah. So, no, I I don't have an issue with it. But I did get the sense this year that when all these trailers came out at once, it it just was almost... I I don't know. It was almost like I couldn't enjoy... I couldn't just enjoy one of the trailers. Because they were all kind of competing for my attention and they were all awesome. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, okay, well, I just 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 give me a second because I just want to enjoy Thor Ragnarok before I go over there and look at Justice League, and then before you drop Stranger Things on me, mm-hmm. and before you show me Ready Player One, and before you show me this over here, I'm like, just just give me just a second. I got I need to have a moment with Thor Ragnarok, and and then we'll move on to the next one. But yeah, all right. So so let's get started. Let's start talk. with Thor Ragnarok. That's. So much has happened since I last saw you. I lost my hammer, like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. And then I went on a journey of self-discovery. Where I met you. Where are we? You have no idea. Hello, the goddess of death has invaded Asgard. Oh, I've missed this. And you and I had a fight recently. Did I win? No, I won easily. Doesn't sound right. Well, it's true. Asgard is dead. And it'll be reborn in my image. I thought you'd be glad to see me. I need to stop her here and now. To prevent Ragnarok, the end of everything. So I'm putting together a team. Like the old days. Surprise! This is gonna be such fun. Hello. Hi. He's a fighter. a queen or a monster. I'm the goddess of death. What were you the god of again? We're the same, you and I. Just a couple of hot-headed fools. Yes, yeah, same. Hulk like fire, mm. Thor like water. Oh, kind of both like fire. But Hulk, like raging fire. So I like smoldering fire. <laughs> Holy buckets. I'm, <laughs> so I'm, I'm mostly excited for it. I do have mm-hmm. 
a small concern. Okay. And I feel like with this movie, they've almost distanced Thor and the Hulk too far from the rest of the Avengers. Okay. I hope that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Based on the trailer, you know, it just feels like they're branching off and doing their own thing now with those guys. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the Avengers are falling apart. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be... Do you think it's going to be that they're branching them off so that when Infinity War comes up, we can have the Avengers still back on Earth struggling to do whatever it is they're due to stop Thanos from destroying everything, and then all of a sudden you've got, you know, the reinforcements come in from the corners of the galaxy, and over here you've got the Guardians of the Galaxy, and over here you've got Thor and the Hulk show up at the last minute to save everybody or whatever. And I mean, do you think it's... You think it's they're giving us the sense that everything is fractured, you know, like the end of Empire Strikes Back. The good guys have lost; everything's fractured. But then, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to win the day when we, we all come together we as a team. The, and, drop the trailer in here for people listening. Oh, I'm going to. Yeah, okay. I'll put the audio in here. And, okay. um, but yeah, I mean, do you think? Maybe. Do you think, it's, do you think it's a sense of saying everything's fractured? It's all bad. It's a, and then with Infinity War, we bring it all back together. These right? guys come back and like, right. what the hell did you guys do? Right. How did you let this happen? It would be like at the end of the trailer, having somebody say something like, it's you. He said he'd come. I hope you're not too late. Maybe something like that. Some, something like that. <laughs> we'll get there, John. Getting a little ahead of myself there. but Calm down. Um, but, oh, man. when I Because I've seen, I saw the earlier, because this is not the first Thor Ragnarok trailer, and the earlier ones were awesome. And I still remember watching the one where... First of all, Jeff Goldblum being in the movie, um, he's hilarious, and I can't wait to see him in this movie. But seeing the trailer then where at the end it has Thor in the arena, and then Hulk comes bursting out, and just that whole reaction of, yes, I know him. He's a friend from work. (laughs) And that in itself was awesome. And then when I saw this trailer come out, I thought, you know what? I don't think they're going to be able to top how funny that one was. And then this one comes out. I'm like, yep, nope, we've done it. <laughs> it's uh, th- this one's just as good. And I, I love those interactions between him and Bruce Banner in the trailer when they're talking. And he's like, you know, we, you, you and I got into a, a fight the other day. Did, did, did I win? He's like, no, I, I beat you easily. Yeah, but that it, doesn't seem right. <laughs> so I felt like. Did you think was, that was too much? It was much? almost too much. Okay. Because all the interaction that we're seeing between the two of them is all that same sort of. Mm-hmm buddy cop mm-hmm. banter. So I really hope that they haven't kind maybe, of... Maybe in the actual movie that's spread out across the two hours right. the movie will be. And, right, yeah. I'm hoping so. But they just, they give it to you all in the trailer so you can get excited about it. And I was excited to see Hulk talk for the first time. And not for the first time, but a more extended bit of dialogue other than just... Grunting. Puny God or grunting or that kind of Screaming. Stuff. Yeah. Like... Like fire. Like water. Yeah, I think we're both like fire. No, well, Hulk like raging, raging fire. fire. Or like smoldering fire. <laughs> so so I'm I, I'm ready. I mean, I threw my wallet at the computer the minute I saw that and you know, as I tend to do you, you, I was saying you have a you have a habit of doing that. The irony is there's nothing in there. So it's more of a symbolic thing. I'm not actually throwing any money at anything because I don't have any. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck going to uh, Disney. Right. Yeah. Well, that's, you know. Um, let me see if they have like scholarships to Disney. We can get the kids to go that way. Um, all right. So, anything else with Thor Ragnarok? Did it, here's a criticism I've heard. 
Did it lick? Did, did it lick? <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. So let's back up for a second. Um, did it look too much like Guardians of the Galaxy? It didn't lick like anything. It didn't lick like it. <laughs> um, I don't think so. Okay. Because I heard some people when this first came out, uh, when the first trailer came out and then when this one came out, some people kind of jumped on it and said, why does this look so much like a Guardians of the Galaxy movie? And my first response was, well, yeah, it kind of does. I mean, the color palette and some of the other stuff is very Guardians-esque. But then I thought about it and I'm like, well, well hold on. Guardians of the Galaxy takes place in space in different worlds around the galaxy. This movie is taking place in space in different worlds around the galaxy. Mm -hmm. I, I would kind of think that you might have a similar... I mean, different worlds can have different things, but I think thematically you'd kind of want to keep it with a similar color palette. Yeah, I mean, it's, so. it's, it's part of the same cinematic universe, so right. why shouldn't there be similarities? Right. I mean, it's kind of like the, it feels like the same thing as like the color tones of the Justice League, the DC movies, where things are a little more muted, a little darker, but Marvel's decided to go with more colorful. Uh, I did like the 80s, uh, the 80s graphics for the, you know, all of the uh, the text on the screen, all the titles and the text on the screen, the kind of 80s music. Um, I did kind of like that. As we know from the podcast, I'm a big 80s fan, so mm -hmm. anytime you throw that stuff in, I'm okay with it. All right. All right. It's it's next on the list, so I'm just going to go right into this. Okay. Justice League. Weekend, Diana. Me? Huh. Nothing very interesting. The world remains in mourning after the death of the Superman. And where is the Gotham Bat? The mass vigilante has been a no-show. He said the age of heroes would never come again. It has to. We don't have any more time. Something is coming. No protectors here. where one's biggest concerns were exploding wind-up penguins. This is crazy. Honestly, I think we're all gonna die. Each of us, in some way, is held back. Don't engage alone. We'll do this together. It's really cool. You guys seem ready to do battle and stuff, but I've never done battle. 
push some people and run away. Relax, Alfred. I'll take it from here. Uh, d do I know you? Superman was a beacon to the world. He didn't just save people. He made them see the best parts of themselves. All right. I don't recognize this world. We don't have to recognize him. We just have to save it. How many of you are there? Not enough. Do you really think that... Oh, wow, they just, they really just vanish. Huh? Oh, that's rude. said you'd come. Now let's hope you're not too late. Brace yourself, audience. <laughs> John has been uh, <sighs> struggling okay. with this one. So I, I want to hear what you think first. You tell me about Justice League. So Justice League, I'm not quite sure what my hiccup is with it. Mm -hmm. I'm not all in. I'm very excited, very optimistic. Mm -hmm. Looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But I get no substance from it, from okay. the trailer. Okay. A lot of action, a lot of stuff going around. Um, explosions, fights, whatever. I want some substance. Is it being too vague? Maybe. Because I feel like, I feel like the, the conflict that's going on in the other... In the Marvel movie, if we're going to compare DC and Marvel, as people tend to do, I feel like with the Marvel movies, you know what the conflict is. You know who the villain is. You know what the conflict is. In this one, they, I don't know. I don't really know. They what have not the said is. right. They have not said that this is Dark Side or ba that this is Apocalypse. Or based that, on know. the trailer, it's somebody with a briefcase. Right, and I don't even think that that's. I think that's just a scene that lets you see Wonder Woman fight people. Yeah, I, I, I don't just, think that's what. I, I think the main villain is meant to be, I don't know if he's a son of Darkseid or if he's just one of his minions named Steppenwolf. I've heard that, that uh, Steppenwolf is going to be yeah. a big part of and this. And I think, if I had to guess, that's his voiceover when he's talking well, about you know, what, what's Steph coming. Because I think the search is going to be for the, uh, the, what is it, the mother box? Mother box, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah. A lot of action in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Getting a lot of Aquaman mm -hmm. in all these trailers. I get it. Well, I, th up. well, I think he got the biggest feedback, the biggest vibe from their earlier trailer. People were like, Aquaman's hilarious. He's going to steal the show. This is going to be great. So I think maybe they put in more Aquaman for this one, maybe because of that. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of in the same place. I... And the thing that scares me about this one is 
I remember watching, I, I love Man of Steel. And so far, nobody's ever going to change my mind. To me, that's still, even, even looking at Wonder Woman, which I thought was a great, it was an amazing movie, Man of Steel for me is still my favorite DC mm-hmm. movie, uh, with Wonder Woman being a very close second, like a one and a half. Um, then I remember seeing the trailers for Batman versus Superman. And the first one I saw, I remember thinking, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. And then I saw one of the second trailers, and something about that second trailer, I thought, oh, okay. I, I, maybe I'm getting a little bit more of the story here. I feel a little bit better about it. I'm, I'm more optimistic about this. And then there was a third trailer that came out. And to me, it was a little bit more like the first one, and then I was like, oh. oh. Okay. So the Batman vs. Superman stuff was very much a roller coaster of trailers for me. And maybe I should take Dennis's thing and just not watch trailers anymore. That could be. Uh, but then what do I do with all my time? Um, God knows you don't work. I, no. Um, and this one is kind of the same way. When the first Justice League trailer came out, and it was the first one, it was the one where you know he is hunting around and, and finds Aquaman, and then he finds Barry Allen, and then he finds, you know, he's going around finding everybody. And then there's the one where Aquaman is, you know, like surfing on top of the Batmobile and, you know, dress like a bat. I dig it. You know, that whole thing, all the mm-hmm. Aquaman stuff in it. Those two trailers, I was like, you know what? I, I can't tell if the story's there, but at least it looks fun. It looks like this is going to be a fun movie. Then this trailer came out. And I don't know if, if it's because I watched it right after Thor Ragnarok and I was like, Thor Ragnarok, that was amazing. I love it. You know, I had a pat reaction to it. And then I watched this one, and I was like, at, at the beginning of the trailer, I was like, okay, all right, this is cool. This is good. And then as it started to get into more and more of the action sequences, I almost felt like I was on visual overload. And I was like, oh, okay. So now this is making me nervous. I don't know what the story is. I, I don't even feel like I'm getting that much of a hint of the story other than something's coming. Okay, something's coming. I mean, that. Mm-hmm. that's pretty much every movie something's coming um so i think this trailer made me more nervous about justice league because i liked the first couple trailers i was excited about justice league i was looking forward to it and now with this one especially with the action sequences because it just in the action sequences it there was so much going on that well, even in the trailer i felt like i couldn't track what was happening so let's keep in mind a very unique situation mm-hmm Zack Snyder mm-hmm. stepped down. Right. And unfortunately, uh, devastating loss. I believe it was his daughter's suicide. Yeah. Or the, the aftermath of his daughter's suicide. Yeah. That he needed to focus on that. So they bring in Joss Whedon mm-hmm. to finish the film. Yeah. And I'm assuming do the final edit. Right. I don't know if that's why we see a difference in the trailers. Mm-hmm. I don't know if. We're going to be able to determine um, any change in tone mm-hmm. between his scenes and Zack Snyder scenes. Right. Um, I don't. I mean, I don't know how that's going to affect anything. I hope that it's not detrimental because right. DC has been treading water for a while. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was a great breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. Corrected a lot of the wrongs from uh, Beavis Dodge. Mm-hmm. But there's still a lot of work that needed to be done. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, like I said, I, I remain optimistic. I hope that all said and done, it comes out 
strong, a mm-hmm. lot of positive reaction, a lot of positive response. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they are finding that winning formula right. for their movies. Because, I, I mean, I, and I rewatched, for the first time since watching it in the theater, I, I finally got a chance to sit down and rewatch Batman vs. Superman like a month ago. And it reminded me, and it, it, it actually wasn't as bad as I remember thinking it was. I, I enjoyed it when we saw it in the theater. But then the more I thought about it after seeing it in the theater, then I was like, oh, yeah, that, that wasn't so good. Nah, it was kind of rough. But now having watched it a year or so later, it was entertaining. You know, it, it's definitely not, it's not in my top, I don't know where I'd put it. Um, they're not that many DC, DC movies, so it's not my top two DC movies. Mm-hmm. And in a lot of ways, I watched that right around the same time I watched Suicide Squad. And I don't want to make too many parallels between Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman, because I definitely liked Bivis Dodge way better than Suicide Squad. Oscar winner. Suicide Oscar winning. Squad. You said it that time. Okay. I I, Taste of weird. Uh-huh. Um, visually colorful. Very colorful, visually interesting. Both movies. But not a whole lot story-wise that was coherent or fit together well. or I don't know. I'm just worried that Justice League is going to be that. And I don't want it to be. I... I I remember how amazing the first Avengers was, watching that in the theater. I think I went back and saw it three or four times in the theater. I think I saw it twice in the same day when I saw it the first time. And I want Justice League to be that, because I want this to catapult the rest of the DC movies into people being so excited that, oh, now when the Flash movie comes out, it's going to be this, and the Batman's this, and the, you know. And I, well, I just... I quote the Dread Pirate I'm, Roberts when I'm, I say... I'm worried. <laughs> get used to disappointment. Right, right. So, this I don't think came out at Comic-Con, but since we're talking Justice League, I will throw this out here and see if you had heard this. Did you hear what I thought I heard? I don't know if it's an announcement or a rumor about the Flash movie. No. Okay. That the, <laughs> I like the way you said that. You, you have steeled yourself appropriately. Um, <laughs> that the Flash movie will be adapting Flashpoint. I think I did hear that somewhere. Okay. How does that make you feel deep down inside? I mean, we just went through Flashpoint on the thought, TV show. I thought the exact same thing. And I, I don't know if I liked how it was done in the yeah. TV show. Yeah, I mean, there were, there were some issues with the, with the TV show. But come on. Mm-hmm. like There's other really good there, Flash yeah. stories. The first thing I thought of was like, when, when we did the Star Trek podcast. Either bring the TV series into the movies uh-huh. or don't. Right. Quit trying to keep them separate right. but doing the same thing. Right. It's getting old. Yeah. There. Done. Okay. okay. When, we, when we were doing the Star Trek Next Generation podcast, there was one episode that I listed as being one of my least favorite episodes of the entire run of Star Trek The Next Generation. And it was, I think, the second episode they ever made. Um. And it was called The Naked Now. And it was, a, I think it was an old script from the 60s TV show or the 70s one that they were going to do but never did. And it was an episode where everybody in the, interp- everybody in the Enterprise acts drunk. Like everybody, they have no inhibitions. Everybody's acting like they're drunk. Um, and it's, it's a, just a crazy episode. And the reason I don't like it is because it was the second episode they ever made of Star Trek The Next Generation. So if that's the second episode that you're, 
seeing these characters, how do you know that the way they're acting is off from what they normally would be? I mean, you have, they haven't established these characters enough to do an episode where everybody acts drunk and crazy because you've only seen them once, and now the second time you see them, they're all acting weird. So for you as a viewer, how do you know that's weird for them? You don't know them well enough yet to know if mm-hmm. that's any different. So that's what kind of scares me about them doing like an alternate reality time travel thing with the Flash movie is we don't know this Flash yet. So, and we're just establishing the normal DC universe. You're now going to throw in Flashpoint Batman? Yeah, I mean, if, I if they want to make Negan a, a you know grizzled, drunk Thomas Wayne Batman, go for it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That part makes me a little nervous. I was kind of, I was getting used to the idea of a Flash movie with a different Flash and thinking about what they were going to do with that. But if it's going to be Flashpoint, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. I feel that's more confusing than, more confusion than it's worth. So. We'll see. Yeah. What happens. But there's, I mean, there's so many other good Flash stories from the comics that they could tell. Mm-hmm. I mean. I just off the top of my head, I'm thinking of the one from the 90s, a terminal velocity, where using the speed force more and more, it was Wally, it wasn't Barry, but using the speed force more and more, I think, was going to kill him. Like, he realized the more he used it, the, the more he was getting pulled into the speed force. And there was a whole story that went along with that. That was a good story. Why don't you use that? I mean, there's so, there's so much to pull from. I don't know why you're going to start with an alternate reality story that doesn't really... It doesn't establish your characters for the way that they're going to be moving forward. It just seems like an odd yeah. choice to me. If that's what they're know. choosing to do, it just seems like an odd choice. But again, you know, are they following the success of the TV show? Yeah. I don't know. It seems like, did you read the comics when they did uh, Superman World of New Krypton? No. Okay. Did you, re- oh, I think you read this one. Did you read Superman Grounded? Shut up. <laughs> Okay, so that would be like if they said, we're rebooting Superman. We're going to have a brand new Superman actor. We're going to say, forget all the stories that we've ever told about Superman before. Brand new reboot. And for our first one, we're going to do Superman Grounded as our first movie. How would you feel about that? It would be such a mistake. (laughs) On so many levels. No, act two of the movie. We're walking through Peoria, Illinois. (laughs) Uh, Ooh. (laughs) It would just, it would be. Yeah. I think that's I think that's how that announcement about Flash has got me feeling. It's like it just doesn't seem right. That's yeah. not that's not how I would choose to move that franchise forward. But again, they don't pay me the big bucks to come up with these decisions. How does okay? So let's move to something that makes us feel a whole lot better. Stranger Things. Holy buckets! <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we gotta do this. Let's engage. Do you see the... 
nothing's going to go back to the way that it was. Not really. I saw something. What is it? I don't know. I felt it. falls across the land the midnight hour is close at hand creatures crawl in search of blood to terrorize y'all's neighborhood whosoever shall be found sometimes I feel like I still see must stand and face the hounds of hell and rot inside a corpse's shell Whatever is happening is spreading from this place. What does it want? Not me. Everyone else. sent me a couple of texts when that trailer came out and I hadn't had a chance to watch it yet. And then I went to go watch it. And I was just like, words stopped working. <laughs> that's yeah. I just, I have yeah. no words. Yeah. I, I there's nothing about it that I don't love. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how are you going to take that and like make it even bigger and better for season two? <gasps> oh, that's how. <laughs> right. Got it. I mean, I, you know, I heard I'm in, Rumor that Will is going to be the villain mm-hmm. of the season. But yet in the trailer, it doesn't look like he fully understands what's going on. Mm-hmm. So there could be a lot of interesting things with that dynamic. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the best I can trying to survive, not realizing that everything that I do is villainous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the use of Michael Jackson's thriller mm-hmm. as the underscore for it was just... Mm-hmm. Brilliant choice. And I, the one, the one scene in particular is when I don't know if it's when they, if he walks outside of the video arcade that they're in, and you see the light, the lightning kind of flash across the sky, and there's something in the sky mm-hmm. that is huge and monstrous. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Well, <now>. thank you. <laughs> Got it. Okay, great. Thank you, Netflix. So, and it was what? it was kind of like the scene in uh, you remember Animal House, a uh, scene at the very end where uh, there's the kid in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. And I think he's reading a Playboy magazine, and then the one um, the one college girl gets catapulted through his window, <laughs> and he goes, "Thank you, God." Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was kind of huh? like that, yeah. Um, you know, kudos to Netflix for letting uh, letting these guys just run with this show, mm-hmm. do the show that they wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like Netflix is staying out of the way mm-hmm. in terms of creative. Mm-hmm. 
Just here's the money you need. Yeah. Make your show. I keep hearing that more and more from from things that I've listened to, other podcasts where they've interviewed creative people, like directors, producers, the actors, the writers the, of people on these projects that they want to go to places like Netflix and Amazon Prime and, and Hulu. And they want to go there because they're giving them more freedom. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like you know, sometimes we talk about the the 70s and the early 80s as like a time where you had all these amazing movies that would never get made today because they just gave the creative people freedom and said, if you've got a good idea, you do what you want. We'll give you the money, you make your great idea, and we'll see how it works out. And I feel like we're kind of, through places like Netflix, we're getting back to that kind of idea yeah, where I mean, it doesn't matter if you're being backed by a huge, massive studio. If I was, you know, if I was a studio boss... You know, if I was in charge of Warner Brothers or mm-hmm. Paramount or MGM, <clears throat> I might be a little bit nervous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I might be a lot nervous. Yeah. Which is funny. A few years ago, never would have said that about Netflix. Oh, absolutely not. I thought they were going to go out of business when they, like... Raised their prices. they raised their prices. They, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, Stranger Things is just... Mm, that could just go on forever. I'm, I'd be totally fine with that. I'm trying to get my wife to watch it so uh, she can watch the second mm-hmm. season. I might, be, I might be doing a shindig at my house for the second season. I remember you saying that. And I, I'd like her to see mm-hmm. This is not in her wheelhouse. This mm-hmm. is not her genre. This is not. Same for mine. <laughs> um, but it's so good. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you have to watch it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're not going to really get what's happening in mm-hmm. season two, yeah. which you're going to have to watch if we're hosting a party. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Hopefully I can. I think trying to rope, rope my wife, my wife, rope my wife. <laughs> well, that was a different. <laughs> okay. When was the last time you roped your wife? Yeah. Well, you know. Um, <laughs> and I digress while digesting. Um, I digest while digressing. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, she never watched. She did not watch the first season with me, and not that I need an excuse to go back and rewatch it, but I want to go back and rewatch the first season. Because I think I watched it so quickly that things blended together in my mind. I, I had trouble keeping track of things. Absolutely. Which I think is the problem of binge watching Absolutely. stuff on Netflix anyway. Um, but I need to go back and rewatch it before season two comes out. And I, well, I mean, maybe, it, I, maybe I can convince her to. You know, it's any time that you go to something, go see a movie that you, you highly anticipate. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, now I'm going to go back. and Like mm-hmm. when uh, Force Awakens came out. Yeah. I, want, I went back a week later mm-hmm. so I could watch the movie. Mm-hmm. Because you're going in there the first time with, oh, yeah. this is amazing. I- <laughs> when I went to go see Hamilton, mm-hmm. I went back a couple months later, or mm-hmm. a couple weeks later, and I got to watch I, the show. I will tell you, when Sharon and I went a few weeks ago, at, at during the intermission, I was looking for more tickets. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wasn't that first act? Sharon's like, wasn't that first act amazing? I'm like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. Yeah, hold on just a second. I'm on Ticketmaster. Hold on. Just, just hold on. Oh, no. Not paying that. Okay. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. It was great. I'm going to see if we can come back next week. Um, so Str- did not find any tickets. When but. Stranger Things came out, I knew mm-hmm. very, well, everyone knew very little about yeah. it. And I, I binged through it, I think, in two days. Mm-hmm. I want to go back and watch it again because I'm sure I missed a lot. Right. And I want to pay attention to all the details this time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'll either watch it by myself or get my wife to watch it with me. But mm-hmm. I will watch it again before uh, October 27th. All right, so I got a couple months. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Uh, what about Ready Player One? I live here in Columbus, Ohio. In 2045, it's still ranked the fastest growing city on Earth. But it sure doesn't seem like it when you live in the stacks. They called our generation the missing millions. Missing not because we went anywhere. There's nowhere left to go. Nowhere except the Oasis. It's the only place that feels like I mean anything. A world where the limits of reality are your own imagination. About this you have recently. not read the book. Yeah. I still need to learn I, the book. Yeah, I never, never read it. Okay. I knew very little about it. Yeah. And I watched the trailer this morning. Mm-hmm. That was my first time watching the yeah. trailer. It looks like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I'm hoping... Full of knowing, all sorts of 80s goodness. Uh-huh. Knowing that it's Steven Spielberg, I don't think I have any fears that it's going to be done right. I, I pretty much trust him. If, if he's directing this thing, I pretty much trust him... To do it in a way that... There was an actress that just called out Steven Spielberg not too long ago. For? Not casting female leads in his movies. Oh. I'm trying to remember who that was. Okay. Not casting female. I'm trying to think of movies he's done recently. I mean... If in the... Elizabeth Banks. Oh, okay. And she was accepting some award uh-huh. somewhere and... And it, in her speech, she decided to call out Spielberg for not casting more female leads in his movies. Okay. And a lot of people and are it, like, and it, what? what? And, and only Steven Spielberg is doing this? She chose him for some reason. Okay. I, I, guess, I guess if you want to choose you know, the biggest target you possibly can, then <laughs> yeah. go, go Steven Spielberg. You want but... to ensure you're not going to work with somebody? Right. <clears throat> that just seems call him out for something that you know irresponsible, right? Huh. Okay. So anyway, well, Stephen, if you were thinking of uh, casting her in a movie and you've decided not to, I'm perfectly willing to wear a wig. Um, so yeah. if at any point and you I'm, should see this guy in a dress. <laughs> hey, you know, I I, I gotta Bucks say, and bosoms I, and everything. I, I have the quite a girlish figure. <laughs> It's currently with child, but it's it's quite a girlish figure. Um, so yeah, no, Ready Player One. I really enjoyed the book. Uh, I read his second book, uh, Ernie Klein, 
um, an author out of Austin. Ernie um, Klein also did the screenplay, or I believe co-wrote yes. the screenplay. Yeah, yeah. And I read uh, I read a second book. Second book second book was good. I, I didn't like it as much as Ready Player One, but um, but I mean, just the book itself. As I'm reading this book, I'm like I kind of feel like this book was pulled directly out of my brain. Yeah, I mean, there's every page has multiple references to. 80s stuff to pop culture things to music to movies to video games to you know stuff we wore in the 80s to you know slap bracelets and you know all kinds of other crazy things that we had and then i thought you know what if they ever make a movie out of this they're never going to be able to do it because of all the licensing and then i think a year later they said hey we're doing a ready player one movie and steven spielberg's got it okay <laughs> let's see how that goes and then when the trailer came out and there's like this battle scene with all these robots and what looked like maybe a Terminator was fighting Freddy Krueger. And then a chase scene with the light cycle and the DeLorean and a Bigfoot monster truck. And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't was, know. Was, <laughs> I don't was, know what to do. It was almost <laughs> overwhelming. And I'm like, uh-huh. I can't. Like when it was like when we had our episode about was it the Transformers yeah. movie. And we just started spiraling down mm-hmm. that rabbit hole of, of nostalgic 80s mm-hmm. toys. Yeah. That's what I felt like watching this trailer. Like mm-hmm. I can't process this fast enough mm-hmm. because one thing leads to another, and this is way too much in my head. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like because I watched this one right after watching the Justice League trailer, and Justice League to me, it was some of those battle scenes was a little visually overstimulating. And then I watched this trailer, and while this I think was the same way, it was visually over overstimulating. I was more excited about this than I think all the action I was seeing in the Justice League one because I was picking out little things and saying, I know that. I know where that's from. I've seen that. I know that reference. So the Easter egg part of Ready... I think Ready Player One will be the same reason that I really liked Wreck-It Ralph when that one first came out because then I could pick out little things and be like, Hubert, my kids don't even know what Hubert is, but Mm -hmm. I can explain to him and why he's swearing. Um, And I think it kind of like that. I think there will be plenty of things. I think Ready Player One will be one, like you said, you're going to have to go see at least a couple of times because you'll go see it the first time and it'll be like, oh, whoa. And then you'll be like, okay. I, Wait, I, you're going to be Keanu Reeves? Didn't, yes. Oh. Whoa. I know Kung Fu. Just, we're watching a movie, Keanu. It's, <laughs> I know, but I know Kung Fu. Whoa. Um, so I think it's going to be one where you're probably going to have to watch a couple of times to catch the references and the Easter eggs and the, all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it after having read the book. I enjoyed the book and I trust Steven Spielberg to do it right. So, um, I think, I think it's gonna be good. Uh, so a couple other things I had on here coming out of Comic-Con, you may have had a couple of other things too. And I've got some that I wrote down just earlier today that I didn't maybe pay quite as much attention to, but I just read that some Comic-Con stuff had come out. Um, there was, uh, I guess I'll lump a couple of these together. Uh, Marvel's The Defenders. And Marvel's Inhumans. The thing about war is it only works if both sides believe they're the good guys. The truth is we're not so different. We fight to get back what was once ours. But in the end, and this is the end, It's just a city. You'll get used to watching them fall. I think 
We're safe for now. We need to figure out our next move. No, there's no next move. And there is no we. What is that? We're not here to eat. Are those pork? No, the shrimp. Oh, this guy's got pork. God, you're weird. I'm not looking for super friends. Shit. That doesn't matter. Can't fight these people. Not even with whatever it is your hand can do. It's cheap. It's not. They're hunting our friends, our families. And they're not gonna stop there. More death is coming. And the only thing keeping Manhattan from crumbling to a pile of dust is the four of you. The war for New York. It's over. Not yet. Nice ears. They're horns. I can see you've formed a kind of bond. I promise you it's temporary. Electra. They will disappoint you. Jessica. Like it or not, you belong out there, together. I'm glad we found each other. I'm not hugging you. If I told you there's a place where people have powers like us, the city of Adeline, and I can take you there. We're inhumans. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind, thinking I can see through this, see what's behind. Brother, sooner or later, the humans are going to find us. Got no way to prove it, so maybe I'm lying. Their first course of action will be to try to destroy us. Run! I'm only human after all. We need to go to Earth now. We need to strike first. It would only lead to war. Are you speaking for yourself or for our king? over Adeline. Are you going to kill your only brother? I'm only human after all. Honor me as your new king. After all, don't put the blame on me. Never. Don't put your blame on me. You're just a human.
So those two, okay. a couple of trailers that Defenders. came out. Defenders. So let's, so Defenders I, goes into maybe like a bigger conversation about the Netflix Marvel shows, which I'm not familiar with. Okay, you, I, you haven't watched I'm any still, of them. I'm still on season one of Daredevil. Okay, I've got a couple episodes left in season one of Daredevil. Okay, haven't watched Jessica Jones. Haven't okay. watched Luke Cage. Haven't watched Iron Fist. Okay, Defenders trailer looks fun. Yeah, but that's about all I can contribute to this conversation. Yeah, having watched all of those. The Defenders trailer, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking, okay. for, I'm looking forward to Defenders. Um, I mean, I, I don't have too much criticism for the Marvel Netflix shows. A lot of people, I, I keep hearing a lot of people. They're like, I don't. Jessica Jones was no good. I heard Iron Fist. And Iron Fist was no good. Great. You know what? I liked it. I didn't. Yeah, have, the I didn't others, have, I heard good, uh, good feedback mm-hmm. about Iron Fist. Though I, from what I read, was not. Great. Okay. You know, it, it starts a little slow. Um, well, that's true. Um, it starts a little slow, but I don't mind. I don't mind. Slow. I'm not. Oop, there we go. I'm trying to knock stuff off the table here. I'm getting so upset. Calm down. Um, Calm down, John. It'll be okay. There we go. I did, somebody needed to pound the table so we get that on the audio. Pat, are you um, here? Yeah, Pat. 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 Dennis. <laughs> um, no food. No, there's no food. He won't be here. Um, yeah, I mean, I, cause I've seen all of the Netflix shows and Iron Fist, I was fine with, okay. I, I'm fine with a show that needs to start slow and, and build the character and, and give you some of the, like the background and the history and the, I'm fine with that. There were still, there were still plenty of fight scenes to keep me entertained. Um, and just like the whole way that his power works and all that, I, that was totally fine with me. Um, the part that I didn't care for so much, which seems to happen in every superhero show. And if it's the Flash, it happens like at least five times a season, um, you know, where the person loses their power. And, it, you know, they have to go without their power for a while. Like, okay, we've done this before. Can we, can we not do this again? Because I've seen it in every superhero show. You, know, you see what kind of person he is when he doesn't have his power. Mm-hmm. You, we got it. Okay, let's, let's be a little more creative with that. So maybe that, because I think there were a couple episodes in the middle of the, uh, or maybe a little bit more towards the end of Iron Fist, where he wasn't able to access his power for a little while. And that part was okay, but, you know, I could have done with maybe a little bit more creativity in the way he used his power because I know that there's more to his power than just being able to punch things really hard once his fist lights up. Um, But I don't know that they really, I don't know that they explored that enough in the first season of Iron Fist. But love Daredevil. Um... Season two of Daredevil was, it was okay. It was still good, but um, I, I like Vincent D'Onofrio, so having him be the villain in the first season, I, that I liked a whole lot more than um, having the Punisher show up in season two and, and some of that stuff. So, how'd, uh, how'd Bernthal do as a Punisher? Pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. I, if they wanted to do him as, as a Punisher in the movies, I think I'd probably like those better than the Punisher movies that came out. Um and he is getting his own show, I guess. I think there was another real short right. thing that came out of Comic-Con. That, yeah, I thought I heard that somewhere. Yeah, not a full trailer, but just like a, a quick little snippet. Um, so, yeah, I, Defenders, I'm, I'm all in. I liked. I really liked the Jessica, Jessica Jones. Um, Luke Cage, I thought was really good. Um, if I had to rank them, I'd say maybe Luke Cage was my favorite. Jessica Jones, maybe second favorite, and then Daredevil, and then Iron Fist. Wow. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, I could maybe flip-flop those two. Luke Cage, though, I think was my favorite. 
I think I like that one the best. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I defenders and Sigourney Weaver is the villain. Absolutely, I'm, I've always been a big fan of hers from Ghostbusters and Aliens and, and all those. So um, I, I'm I'm all in on the defenders. The other side of that, though, the Marvel's Inhumans. Did you see that one? I saw the trailer for that, and again, this is something that I'm not well versed in. Yeah. Um, this, and you know, I feel about it the same way that I do about having already started to try to watch. Uh, what was it, Legion? Yeah. FX. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that wasn't good. People love it. I, I got excited I, when it came out. I said, like, "Ooh, I want to watch this!" But then I started hearing. I found it to be really slow going. Okay. And now they have that new show, Gifted. And because, one. because of that, um, I just stopped watching. Okay. I didn't have the, the patience for it at the time. Okay. In humans, I don't know. Is it going to be any different than other stuff that's out there? Right. Is it going to be worth me trying to invest my time right. into it? I, I recognize something like the teleporting giant dog. Like I recognize, I remember seeing that in the comics at one point. I don't think I've ever read an Inhuman story. From the comics, mm-hmm. I recognize some of the characters, but I don't know their names. Yeah. I don't really know anything about the story and and what makes the Inhumans. I, there's vaguely something different about the Inhumans versus mutants um, that it was, and there was something something in terms of like the the legalness of the whole thing. I don't know. Marvel was. Something about the history of it, it was Marvel needed to do something different from the X-Men. And they need to separate, like, why people had powers. Because I don't know if they were thinking of, like, getting rid of the X-Men at one point in the 70s or 80s. And so they wanted to build up this group of people that, well, they have powers too. But it's not because they're mutants. They're inhumans. This comes from something different. And so they were trying to separate the two. And I feel like it was almost like as a contingency plan in Mm -hmm. case they needed to, you know, ditch one and, and go with the other. Um, and I kind of feel like that's some of the backstory of why there's a difference between the X-Men and the Inhumans, or mutants and Inhumans. But I don't know enough about them to really care that much about the TV show. Other than seeing an actor or two that I recognize in that trailer and thinking, oh, I've, I've liked other stuff they've been in. Um, I don't I don't know if there's too much that's going to pull me into Inhumans and make me watch it. So, yeah, yeah. I'm- now, you're not as much of a Star Trek fan, or no. at least you weren't as much of a Star Trek Next Generation fan, you said, but what about, uh, did you watch the Star Trek Discovery I did. trailer? All life is born from chaos. The world doesn't always adhere to logic. Sometimes down is up. Sometimes when you're lost, you're found. The Klingon Empire has been in disarray for generations. We've encountered them. We have been waiting for someone worthy of our attention. Captain! Incoming! I love to change the 
essential process of all existence, Commander Burnham. Go! You must challenge your preconceptions, or they most certainly will challenge you. What the hell is going on on this ship? Run! We are creating a new way to fly. Hurry. I'm getting very close to. You're mad. I'm mud. You chose to do the right thing. Even a great cost to yourself. You helped start a war. Don't you want to help me end it? Star Trek just doesn't grab you. It doesn't. I mean, that that, that trailer looked really involved. Mm-hmm. And as a non-Trek person, non-Trekkie, mm-hmm. I'm intimidated by that trailer. Okay. Because it feels like there's a lot there's that too I... too much backstory. That Well, and that's the thing. Like, do I need to know mm-hmm. what came before, before I can really start watching and appreciating this? Mm-hmm. Or is this going to be its own thing on its own level with maybe a couple of Easter eggs mm-hmm. thrown in there? I don't know. It didn't make me want to watch it yeah. out of the out of the fact that I don't know enough about the the history. Mm-hmm. It seems like it's very much a prequel. So I think if you, I think it would be okay if you didn't know prequel any of the Star to Trek. What? Well, Pre- prequel it, to other TV sh- to the other TV shows. No prequel to the movies or pre- pre- prequel to the newer Chris Pine movies. Prequel to the newer Chris Pine movies. But I can't tell yet. I'm I'm trying to remember if it's because the way the Chris Pine movies work is they're on a totally different timeline. Um, I'm trying to remember if they still consider Star Trek Enterprise that TV show because in the timeline that would that one would have been the furthest back. Like that was the first Enterprise before even before Kirk and Spock and all those guys. So I, I think it's meant to be a prequel to the newer movies hmm. and to that timeline. So I don't think you'd need to know anything other than if you've seen well, the three, good, the three movies. Well, there you go. <laughs> I think unless you, if you've seen the three movies, there might be some Easter eggs. But I kind of feel like they are completely separating themselves from um, Deep Space Nine, Voyager, Next Generation, Enterprise. I think that's I think they're leaving that to the. 90s and 2000s. Okay. So I think if I think if you wanted to watch this show, I don't think you need to know. I don't even think you need to know the three movies. I think it's further enough back in time that it could be just be its own standalone thing. But if you know, if you've seen the movies and you at least know, well, there's you know, here's what the galaxy is like. And here, when they mention Romulans, I kind of know who those are. When they mention Cleons, I know those are supposed to be the bad guys. When they mention the Federation, uh, that's supposed to be humans and some of the other friendly aliens mm-hmm. you know doing their thing i think as long as you know that stuff i don't think you need to know anything else 
I think it's enough of a prequel that it probably would stand on its own. Okay. Now Pat was freaking out. I probably and, still and, won't watch and, it, but well, yeah. And Bo was kind of freaking out because the Klingons look so different than they did in all the other movies. Like they look way more alien than they did in the other movies. So I think they were a little uneasy about that. Have they looked in a mirror recently? I, I, I'll let you ask them that. I'll but, ask uh, them uh, from a distance. Okay. From a shoot, distance. I'll shoot them a text. Okay, you do that. Um, all right, so let's see. That's all I had on this little document. Then I went and looked a little bit earlier and found a whole bunch of trailers that I did not even know about or did not even look into. Um, so we can just rattle these off real quick. Uh, Pacific Rim 2. Did it's you ever good. watch Pacific Rim 1? Yeah, unfortunately. Didn't like it? No. Okay. I As a turn-your-brain-off movie, I was okay with it. I, 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 I used to watch... I didn't even think I could appreciate it on that level. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was, I was a bit saddened by uh, Bill Del Toro. Yeah. Although it, his, new, his new movie, The Shape of Water. I did see that trailer. Holy yeah. Moses, that, that looks, looks really good. Yeah. If I told you about her, the princess without voice, what would I say? Clean that lab, you get out. This may very well be the most sensitive asset ever to be housed in this facility. You may think that thing looks human. Stands on two legs, right? But we're created in the Lord's image. You don't think that's what the Lord looks like, do you? This creature is intelligent, capable of language, of understanding emotions. looks at me, he does not know how I am incomplete. He sees me as I am. The natives in the Amazon worshipped him like a god. Get him out. What are you talking about? No. You need to take it apart, learn how it works. I don't want an intricate, beautiful thing destroyed. We can do nothing. I'm sorry. Don't do this, Eliza. What is she saying? Don't do this. Oh, God, it's not even human. If I told you about her, what would I say? I wonder. It looks like he's going back to his fantasy type mm-hmm. uh, storytelling, Pan's Labyrinth, the Orphanage. I, th- I that... think he, he seems to do like, it's almost like an every other movie thing. Like he does a movie like Pacific Rim so that he has the money to be able to make the next movie that he really wants to make. Mm-hmm. And then he goes back and does 
another action movie or another crazy thing, and then he goes and makes the movie he wants to make. And um, yeah, Pacific Rim two, they didn't really show much. They just kept talking about the the new suits, the new Jaegers, the robots, and it. And you know what? If it's anything like the first one, I will watch it. I won't go to the theater. I won't spend money to go see it. Mm-hmm. But when it comes out on DVD and it's at my library, sure, I'll check it out and I'll switch my brain off. Well, I'll, you'll have to let us know what you think. I will let you know what I I'm think. Probably you're not, not going to watch it. Probably not. What else you got? Uh, what about Bright? Don't know anything about it. Okay. Bright is a Netflix. Know. Actually, it sounds Will Smith. Yes. It's a Netflix show okay, where Will Smith is a cop and his partner is an ogre or an orc. And oh my it's, God, it's kind of like you and me doing this podcast. Kind of, yeah. You shouldn't call yourself an ogre. I wasn't. It's not very nice. I wasn't, but I'll let that <laughs> let let that set in for you. Can't wait till your transformation is complete. <laughs> my transformation? Yeah, when you stop being such a beast. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you think I'm the beast? <laughs> This is awkward. Um, <laughs> oh, man. You guys don't even drink any tea. Um, <laughs> we do. Anyway. We do with the teapot all the time. Um, yeah, so this bright one, it looks interesting. Why is there a fairy in the bird feeder again? Good afternoon, officer. Fairy lives don't matter today. That's it right there. Now take the little homie out LAPD style like you do. Oh, and uh, you keep doing all your gangster stuff. I'm just trying to sell my house. Don't worry about that. Everybody's just trying to get along and have a good life. All of the races are different. Just because they're different doesn't mean anybody's better or worse than anybody. Hey, uh, where's the diversity hire? I got a dude in my car. I didn't ask for it, but the whole world is watching. Boy, it's okay. You don't like me. Man, I'm not out here to be your friend. I need to know if shit pop off that you got my back. Can't hide it, Wood. Humans have physical tells. Like the face. What's my face? The human who needs a lot more conjugal love type face. Do not wink at me like that. All Westlake units requesting assistance. Three out of nine, show us en route. Shouldn't we wait for the cavalry? We are the cavalry. What is that? Taller or shorter? You want ten million dollars? You're not stealing that wine. You gotta get out of this neighborhood. They're gonna kill you, then me, and that's when the stupid shit's gonna start. Not afraid of the dark. Magic wand. We have to secure it. Teach that of the academy. No, they do not. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. They're gonna keep coming. I am not afraid. I am not afraid. Let's do it. Some days I can't get out of my head. That's just the dark side of me. 
might be in a prophecy. We're not in a prophecy. We're in a stolen Toyota Corolla. Um, it seems like it's a mixture of, it's like a, a cop drama with, mixed in with a fantasy world. So there's like, there's there's fairies and there's orcs. And from the trailer, um, it seems to be that there's a, I don't know if it ends up being a murder weapon or somebody finds it. Um, it's, it's involved in a crime somehow, but uh, the main thing in the trailer was somebody finds a magic wand. And the magic wand is a magic wand that will grant wishes and let you do all kinds of other things. And, as you do. Uh, as you do. And so it's it's kind of a mixture of the real world with um, the fantasy world. And Will Smith and his new partner, who's an orc, um, and apparently is a like an equal opportunity hire, is kind of how they phrase it in the uh, in the trailer. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody posted up on this, uh, posted this up on Facebook, and they made a comment, and they're like, "Yeah, I don't. It just doesn't seem. It seems weird." And my response was, "Well, they did this in the '80s, and they did it better, and it was called Alien Nation." I remember that. Yeah, mm. I love that show. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but I used, yeah. to, I used to watch the show all the time. Yeah, I remember catching. I don't know if I ever saw the movie. I remember catching yeah. the show. Yeah, but I kind of feel like it's it's the same thing. It, visually, it looks interesting. But I just don't know. And then it also makes me wonder, not that I'm saying that Will Smith is, you know, too good for Netflix, but it's interesting to me that someone of the caliber that Will Smith, I think, is supposed to be is now doing Netflix stuff. I don't know if, if that goes back to what we were saying about, you know, if Netflix gives you more creativity, then maybe we'll see more Hollywood people come over and do Netflix things. Because it seems to be everybody's gung-ho about TV right now and that movies are not quite what they used to be. Not not the place where it's happening. Not that the room be. where it happens. Anymore. Oh, oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I saw this trailer. Love is going looked to see interesting. Him next week. What's that? Love is going to see Hamilton next week. Is she really? And we were just chatting about it earlier. Does she need to go with anybody? She's going with her boyfriend, I think. That's fine. Do they have another seat? <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll sit on somebody's so. lap. <laughs> I don't I don't care. <laughs> I will dress up as a small child and pretend that I'm young enough that I don't need to see it. Um, okay, another one they had was a Netflix one. I'd never heard of this, but it looked weird enough and interesting Death enough. Note? Death Note? Yeah. Did you I see was that looking one? at your list. Yeah. Um, I just looked it up on Netflix. Shall we begin? <laughs> Okay, relax, light. You're asleep. You're asleep and you're dreaming of some eight-foot-tall demon-looking motherfucker. Oh, yes. A dream. I like that. Dreams are places you can have fun, right? It's all in your mind, so why not enjoy it? Shh. Listen. Now we could, in this dream of yours, take 
care of a situation like this. We just put Kenny's name down and see what happens. supernatural notebook and uses it to meet out death, uh-huh. attracting the attention of a detective, a demon, and a girl in his class. Yeah. The things we do for girls. Right. Uh, right. That should be an interesting... That should be a show, The Things uh-huh. We Do for Girls. There you go. Um, yeah, I, it was... It looked I just weird. added it to my queue. Yeah. Sounds, the the sounds trailer... When you, when you watch the trailer, I'll be curious to, to know what you think about it, because it's... A good portion of the trailer is the demon is talking to him and explaining to him how the how the book and the note works about writing down a person's name and writing down how you want them to die and and all that and i mean the demon is sitting there the entire time talking to him and encouraging him to write this stuff down I'm like this is kind of creepy but interesting at the same time mm-hmm. i also don't know how you do an entire series based on this idea but i mean i guess you can i mean as long as the storytelling's good it's an okay premise to start with, but yeah. So that one kind of looked interesting. I, if it was a movie, I don't know that I would go see it. But now, knowing that it's going to be on Netflix, I think, I think I probably would at least check out the first episode and see what's going on with it. Uh, this Brigsby Bear. Did you see that one at all? No. It was at first. I was about to skip over it because um, I'm like Brigsby Bear. I don't think so. Um, well, it's already out. Oh, is it already? Okay. Yeah. I'll have to go check it out then. Um, Looks like limited release. Okay. Um, and so it, the the idea, I guess, is um, it, it's kind of a, a strange premise. Um, the idea of it is, uh, here it is, Brigsby Bear Adventures is a children's TV show produced for an audience of one, James. When the show abruptly ends, James' life changes forever, and he sets out to finish the story himself and must learn to cope with the realities of a new world that he knows nothing about. There are other people out there, just like us, right? Look at the grazer bugs, James. They're out there every night. The difference is, we have dreams and imaginations to help us escape. But no one can take that away from you. There's something I need to tell you. 
Everything's very big. It's really very big. The reason you're here, the reason I'm here, is all just to help you. Everyone says they're trying to help me, but nobody can find me in the new episode of Brigsby. There wasn't a new episode this week. This is about moving on with the rest of your life. Try to imagine a hero. Just be normal, all right? Uh. Hi, I'm James. I really like your clothes. <laughs> He's not on the bad side. He's on the good side. Yes! You, Rigsby Bear, our keeper of the light. Have you ever been with a girl? You really want to do this with me? Yeah, man, I mean, there's not a lot of stuff like this out there. <laughs> You're my friend. And so I was going to totally skip over this because the trailer, it, it looks a little weird. I mean, it looks interesting, but a little weird. Yeah, I didn't know, didn't know quite what to think. And then I saw Mark Hamill's name and I was like, oh, Mark Hamill's in this. Now I will at least take a look at it at some point. Um, but yeah, it looked, I don't know, it, it looked strange, but strange enough that I'd be willing to see it. Again, I don't think it's going to be one I'd go to the theater and see, but I'd definitely pick it up once it comes to the library or... Red box or something like that. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. It doesn't look all that interesting to me. Mm -hmm. So you, let me know, and if you yeah. think you think it's worth it's, it, it's quirky enough that I might check it out. Well, last one I've got on here, um, and you may have seen a little bit more about this than I have, and I did not see the full trailer. I started watching it, but then I got interrupted. Um, Sci-fi's new Krypton show. How does it? You, <laughs> you, you like you put your for those not watching at home. <laughs> Jeff put his hands on his head. And kind of sighed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like let's figure out our movies mm -hmm. before we go before, into inventing a new delve TV it. show. Mm -hmm. Let's figure out our movies. Um, that being said, if there's one thing DC has done well is their TV shows. TV shows, yeah. Um, by the way, you got to get back into Gotham. Okay. We just finished watching season three the okay. other day. It's been sitting on our DVR mm -hmm. the last like six or seven episodes. We just went. Uh, Marathon through them. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Okay. So great. Okay. Do I need to go back and finish season two? No. Okay. Yeah. I, I was not a fan of season I think season two, about halfway through, is where I gave up. Mad Hatter in season two? No. Okay. Or at least not that I saw. Season three. Okay. Do it. Okay. Yeah. Season two was more like the um, Azrael or the Knights of St. Dumas or whatever it was storyline. Yeah. Season okay. three is Court of Owls. Okay. And uh, Rise of the Villains. Okay. Really well done. Okay. All right. Anyway. All right. Season three, I'll check out. Krypton. So let me, mm. we'll, we'll back, back up to Gotham for just a yeah. second because I still, I'm still a little uneasy about, because I, I would see a couple things here and there and I didn't mind looking at them because I figured nah, I'm not going to watch Gotham again. Um, it still seems weird to me that you would have Bruce Wayne training to be Batman now. He seems very young and scrawny to be training to be Batman. Is that, how do they handle that? Without giving too much away, do they handle that in a way that makes sense? It makes sense in terms of the, in terms of the story that they're telling. Okay. It worked. You had to take it with a grain of salt. Okay. A little bit. Um, I mean, it, 
And you have to remember that the Bruce Wayne character is always the B storyline. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so let it be the B storyline. Okay. But, you know, it, it was... We enjoyed it. Okay. All right. I will add. I, I'll I, add season three back in. I, I really enjoyed the... Really enjoyed the, the villains. Okay. Riddler is fantastic. The only one that I don't enjoy is Poison Ivy. Okay. And I heard that they recast her as someone older? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. I'll, I'll throw it back in there. I'll check out season three. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. Uh, yeah, so Krypton. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's, it's just not. Mm-hmm. We don't need a show about Krypton. Right. Because to me, the Superman stuff... Everything we need to know about Krypton, we've learned in movies, and comics, in the animated series. Right. I mean... I, I feel like Super- I learned enough about Su- Krypton. Superman Earth One comic when they mm-hmm. when it said that Krypton was destroyed by another planet when they yeah. wage war on, like every twenty years when the planets align. Yeah. If they want to make that part of the show, that would be fine. That could be cool. Yeah. But other than that, I don't need this show. Right. I don't want this show. Right. I feel like I learned enough about because it looks like it's going to be the same. It looks like it's going to follow the Man of Steel. Take your creative, right. fix your damn movies. Right. And I feel like I learned enough about Krypton that I need to know in the first 20 minutes of Man of Steel. I mean, I, I got it. Like, I, culture, technology, I, I understand it. I'm good. I Is just don't know. Is it supposed to tie into the DCEU? It looks like it. I mean, the visually... They have like the the key that's the same shape as you know the key he would always push into things to get them activated in the Man of Steel movie. Um, the the symbol I think looks exactly the same as it does for Man of Steel. Um, it looked like from what I could see in the parts of the trailer that I did watch, it looked like visually it was the same style as Man of Steel. So I'm assuming that it's supposed to be within the Man of Steel DCEU universe. Okay. Well, but to me, the Krypton stuff is always it's interesting, but to me, it's not interesting if it's not within the context of Superman. So I I don't think it's interesting enough to have its own show. Yeah. Even if it was just like a forget Superman, if it's a sci-fi show about this world and this showing you how they do things in this world, and if it was separate totally from Superman. So Krypton show that had nothing to do with Superman, right. or just which a, I which just, I think is <laughs> just a show about mm-hmm. an alternate planet, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought I heard somebody describe it as almost like a uh, a Game of Thrones in space, where you've got that. Of course, you have the House of L, and you have some of the other houses of Krypton, and you've got other planets involved. <sighs> it's already got, too confusing. Oh, I know. <laughs> so. I don't know. It to me the whole the concept because because of it being tied to Superman, the concept to me is like I'll give you an episode. But if I'm not totally wowed, I'm gonna in let that you episode, be my then, judge for this one. Okay. You let me know if it's gonna be worth Okay. I gotta find out how I'm gonna watch it because I don't have sci fi, but um, I'll, maybe I'll be your I'll, sounding board. I'll find some Korean website somewhere that <laughs> So I will I will tell you everything that they say. You're going to need to um, translate the Korean subtitles. <laughs> I will explain it to you in Korean, even though I don't speak it. Well, that um, should be fun. Mm-hmm. 
Sign me up for that joke. All right. Well, I think, is there anything else? There is. Yeah. Official trailer for It did come out at at Comic-Con. Oh, okay. Have you seen any of the trailers for It? I feel like I saw the first one. Like the very first teaser trailer that came out months ago. Are we watching it? We're watching it. Okay. Am I going to need a new pair of pants? You may not sleep tonight. Okay. (laughs) When you're a kid, you think the universe revolves around you. You think that you'll always be protected and cared for. Then, one day, you realize that's not true. Because when you're alone as a kid, the monsters see you as weaker. You don't even know they're getting closer. Until it's too late. thinks this town is cursed. That all the bad things that happen in this town are because of one thing. An evil thing. Bill, if you will come with me, you will float too. Saw something. A clown. Yeah, I saw him too. What happens when another Georgie goes missing? Or one of us? Are you just gonna pretend it isn't happening like everyone else in this town? If we stick together, we win. Okay, so um, thoughts. Move to a different town, okay? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand these people and their and their. We got to stay in our town and we got to explore with it. No, you get out. It's well, the same thing with Poltergeist. Until I found out in like Poltergeist two or three, or whichever the crappy sequels, that they were actually following Carol Ann. And so then, like, you couldn't get away no matter what. If that's the case, then you, you do what it, you find the little lady that, you know, this house is clear and all that stuff. Do that. Tangina. But, yeah, if you if they're in the town and it's cursing the town, then you get out. There's plenty of other towns. When well, it comes to that kind of thing, stuff when- and it scares the pants off of me, I turn into Lewis Black. And I start this whole tirade of me, get out of town. <laughs> when they're older, uh-huh. six of the seven losers do move away. But they make a promise when they're kids to come back if it comes back. It lives on a cycle Mm -hmm. and comes back every 27 years or something like that. Okay. 
So they are able to defeat it once when they are kids. Okay. And then when it comes back. Is that who the adults are in they, this movie? Yeah. Okay. Well, so they're not. The adults so is this meant to be a sequel, I guess? Is the, the, this is movie one. Okay. That focuses on, um, on them as kids. Oh, okay. I believe they're going to shoot another movie mm-hmm. that's going to come out that's going to be them coming back as adults. Okay. To uh, defeat the monster once and for all. Okay. Um, I just so I just finished reading the book mm-hmm. not too long ago, and that was a chore mm-hmm. and a half to read it. Stephen King is just very, in my opinion, mm-hmm. very wordy. Mm-hmm. That's and why I have a hard time. Reading goes his books. on and on for pages about stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, that's why I won't read his books. Um, <laughs> that being said, I'm really excited to see this. Mm-hmm. It looks very in tune to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, just, I, I think it's going to be frightening. I think it's going to be fun. I mm-hmm. think, you know, just... When, when you go see it, because I know my wife will not go see this with me. Uh, neither will when, I. Okay. So when you go see it, you let me know. I will go with you, and we can hold each other's hand. <laughs> that sounds good. I, there will need to be some hand-holding during this. Uh-huh. Movie. Yeah. Because I'm watching the trailer, and I'm not... I, we have a few friends that are terrified of clowns. Um, and I'm not terrified of clowns, but in watching that trailer, I might be now. <laughs> and and that whole that that scene in that trailer where there's a whole room of clowns and like clown statues and puppets in it, it just it reminds me my grandmother. She had this one room in her house. It was a guest room, and it had all of the dolls that she had collected over the years. And this room was just packed full of dolls, and the door was almost always closed. And I remember a couple of times, and that was the guest room in her house, and the only guest room. Every time I ever stayed at her house, I slept on the couch because there's no way in hell. So that, <laughs> I'm sleeping in that room. That actually happened to my friends uh, Lauren and Adam. Okay. When they bought their house, the previous homeowner had like moved everything else out except mm-hmm. in one room. Mm-mm. It was a glass display case just full of old dolls. Mm-mm. So you walk into this room, and there on the far wall is just this display case of old dolls just Mm-mm. staring back at you. Nope. And they were like, what in God's name nope. is this? <laughs> nope. Why, of all things, why would you leave that behind? Uh-huh. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm excited for it. I think yeah. it, I, I think it's going to hold true to the book. Mm-hmm. I think when the original... It's been years since I watched the original. I want to go back and watch the original before... So you have to remember, original was a made-for-TV movie. Right. So they could not do a lot. Right. And there's stuff in the, that happened in the book that I was just sort of like, what is going on? Yeah. You know, the uh, the kids' orgy scene in the sewer. Okay. I was just like, what am I reading right now? This is... You mean that doesn't happen everywhere? I got to go. Okay. <laughs> John, it's been great. Yeah. I hope you enjoy yeah. the rest of whatever it is you're going to do in here. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, just... But a lot of the horrifying stuff mm-hmm. they, they couldn't put it in, yeah, in, in, couldn't in that do the movie. TV version. Yeah, okay. um, yeah so I'm I, excited for this. Yeah. So when you're ready to go see it, I'll go see it with you. Okay. So, I will let you know. Yeah. All right. Well, do we have anything else? Anything I else, San Diego Comic Con, or do we cover think, all the things? I think that's everything. Okay. All right. Well, if there's anything that we missed, if there's anything that we missed out of San Diego Comic-Con, if there's anything that you feel like we are totally wrong on, um, if you disagree with us, if you agree with us, uh, let us know. You can go to our website, 30podcast.com. 
And that has all the different ways to get a hold of us. There, we got a voicemail line. We've got Twitter. We've got Instagram. We've got Facebook. Um, all those different ways. Email. So, uh, if there's something that came out of San Diego Comic Con and we did not talk about it, or you want to agree or disagree with us, let us know because we'd love to hear from you. Um, but in the meantime, again, you can go to Thirty Podcast. You can find all of our old episodes. Uh, any news about new ones that are coming out, anything else we post up there, that's kind of the one-stop shop for it. Otherwise, we are also on Twitter, Facebook, all those places. Um, we're on Apple. We're on Google Play uh, to be able to download and subscribe to the shows. We are like a bad rash. Pretty much. We're just everywhere, and we're itchy. Yeah. Mostly, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't really know even what that means. Sure. I'm not going to follow you down that rabbit hole. It sounds true. Yeah. I'm not going to follow you down that sewer. Um, so our You'll next float two, too. Ooh. You'll float too. I'll, You'll float too. You know what? I already float enough. Thank you very much. My buoyancy is not in question. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh huh. And and see, they follow the kids, or the, the, they follow the the clown, and they follow the, down the down the sewers. Why? Because they have to defeat it. Otherwise, it's going to keep coming back and keep killing children. Move out of the town. Which is why Pat <laughs> isn't going to go see it. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. We should trick him. We should tell him we're going to see something totally the different. Kids are Buy kid, him a ticket. Bad things are happening to kids, so yeah. he's out. Yeah. We could trick him into going with us and not tell him what it is. And then just watch what he does in the theater. Might be the only movie he ever stays awake in. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> and for a long time afterwards. Right. We'll tell him it's uh, Logan 2. Logan 2 came out early. <laughs> Can you imagine? Not only is it bad stuff happening to kids, but it's a uh, horror film. Yes. That's like the, it's only two things, but it's a trifecta of horrible things for Pat. <laughs> Friendships may end. Right. <laughs> uh, but what a way for them to end. Yeah, uh, that's true. Oh, that would be so much fun. We're not going to do it, but it would be fun. Uh, all right. So coming up, our next few episodes... Um, our next episode, our next episode just makes me hungry every time I see it, and and I I know that has nothing to do with what it's about. Uh, we're getting into our month of war and war movies. What is it good for? Uh, absolutely nothing. But if you'd say it again, I'd be appreciate that. Good God, <laughs> y'all, y'all. Um, so our next movie, uh, episode number one forty five. Our next movie is Hamburger Hill, uh, which I kind of feel like was one of the devices they used to have in the old McDonald's Playland area. Or was that the uh, that was the slide? Didn't you crawl up in like the hamburger? It was a Mayor McCheese. It was Mayor McCheese. That's what it was. Okay, I don't know. Hamburger Hill feels like something at McDonald's. Um, and then one forty six, we've got Empire of the Sun. One forty seven is going to be Good Morning Vietnam. I'm really really happy that we are finally getting to that movie because that's I've one of my favorites. You've never seen it. Oh oh, Jeffy. <laughs> oh man, it's it's special. It's I'm awesome. looking forward to seeing oh, it. Oh, it's awesome. I love that movie. Um, uh, Full Metal Jacket. I've, oh, that I've seen. Yeah. I don't, um, know, I don't know if I can bring myself to watch that movie. Oh, to watch it again? Did you not like it, or was it just intense? It was intense. It was okay. long. It should, it should it's have been two movie, films. Yeah. yeah. Very easily could have been two films. Yes. Yeah. But it's so intense. Like, because I remember watching it, and just when it ended, I was like, well, <laughs> I could get up and do something. Well, that was an afternoon. <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> right. Why is there life? <laughs> um, and then after we've hit our month of war, because you mm -hmm. need a bit of a palate cleanser after our month of war, uh, episode number 149 will be Spaceballs. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
And then uh, our big episode number 150 extravaganza will be movie music. And uh, I've been thinking about this. Uh, like, yeah. I don't even know where to begin. Well, and my problem is I, I, we set up, I set up a Google Doc. And, and we've, I, when we did our holiday movies, I think we didn't set ourselves a number. We just said, like, list your favorite holiday movies. And this time I think I set it to, like, your top five in each of the categories. Just to be a jerk. Well, anyone can be a jerk. Yeah. It's I mean, you. It's I, I, I work really hard at it, so I appreciate you bringing oh, that to my what, attention. What and came to mind today? About me being a jerk or no, music? music. Oh, okay. Theme from The Natural. Mmm, that's a good one. Great one. Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. what category you put that in. I don't know. I'm not oh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this, but I'm not looking forward to this, because there's going to be I, some decisions that have to be made. Yeah. It's almost like that Spielberg question you asked me. Yeah. Which I branched out to a whole bunch of people and everyone did you ask them? had the same reaction okay. that I did. Like, For anybody who didn't see this, it, it actually came up on Twitter and it was, um, if you if you have a friend who has never seen a Spielberg movie and you can only show them three, what three Spielberg movies do you show them? And why these horrible, sadistic people come up with questions like that? Because in my mind, then I got all excited. I'm like, Steven Spielberg movies. That would be Raiders of the Lost Ark. That would be Jurassic Park. That would be E.T. That would be Saving Private Ryan. That would be this. That would be this. That would be Jaws. That would be... And then I'm thinking, well, hold on a second. I got three. Right. I only have three. You son of a... <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not yeah. going to say what my response to you uh-huh. was. Yeah. But... Because this is a family-friendly right. I remember the text. Podcast. <laughs> I remember the text. I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> but I was not happy for uh-huh. to be in a position where I had to choose. Uh huh. Yeah. Also, speaking of Spielberg, yeah, Close Encounters is coming out I for a re-release saw for that. the 40th anniversary a Fathom event thing. I don't know if it's a Fathom or not, oh, okay. but I think I have to go see it in the theater. Yeah. I own it. I enjoy that movie yeah, quite a bit. Yeah. I don't know if it would be in my three that I would show somebody. Yeah, I don't think it was in mine. I'm trying to remember what my three were. I, I never came up with it. Yeah. Come up with it. I, yeah, I think your response. Well, I think your response to me was just <laughs> that's my response. Right. I'm not coming up with three. It was like a Pat Kenegalo non-answer answer. Yeah. I hate you for making me choose. Right. That that's was, my response. That was the second part of your response. Yeah. After you, after you, told me to go do something with myself. <laughs> yep. Uh huh. Um, so anyway, we got the movie, movie music one coming up soon. Uh, I'll, we'll post a few things on that. So if you, anybody else has any feedback, we'll post up uh, on Twitter. I might send out some questions some, from some of the different categories we're thinking of. And then you can share some of your feedback and maybe some of your top five lists. And we can throw those in on that show as well. But that'll be coming up in a few weeks. So our, our next month after this is our war movies. Uh, again, Hamburger Hill, Empire of the Sun, Good Morning Vietnam, and Full Metal Jacket. If you want to get in on those, we've got the voicemail line, email, all that other stuff, all those ways you can get a hold of us. Otherwise, in the meantime, be excellent to each other. Go watch some good movies, and we will see you next time. Bye!